All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, we're going to start with uh, covering the debate between DeSantis and AIDS commie governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, that was requested by some viewers, so that's what we normally do on Sundays. And then after that, uh, there's some videos from last night uh, still left to cover, so we will uh, do that as well. Um, it does not seem as though there's many... Um, uh, raw versions of this debate available on YouTube. I, I, I found one that started, um, it looks like it, it starts at the tax question. I do think that is at the beginning, so I don't know why that is, but I think this is probably as close to a complete version as there is, and uh, we'll be- Thank you for doing this, Sean. Tax, California, 7.25%. Florida, 6%. Gas tax rate, California, 77 cents a gallon. That is a low estimate. It's up to a dollar when you include mandatory fees. And in Florida, it's 35 cents. Corporate income tax, California, 8.84%. Florida, 5.5%. Governor Newsom, this is yes. your question. Let me ask you. Obviously, you support a different philosophy, which Absolutely. is higher taxes. Yes. Uh, no, well, no, 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 hold on. No, we, this we is have a tax a, question, Governor. This is, this is a very different, uh, a different approach, and I agree with you completely. Uh, he has one of the most regressive tax rates in the United States of America. He's the number three most regressive state in America. And what that means is simply this. Who does he tax? He taxes low-income workers more than we tax millionaires and billionaires in the state of California. The question is a simple one. Who, Ron, are you for? It's a factual lie that the state of California is high tax, has the highest tax rate, <laughs> but for whom? And it's a foundational oh and fundamental difference. You look at states like Texas, overwhelming majority of Texans pay more taxes than the state of California. So again, it's who you're for. And I think those values matter. And I appreciate you bringing up the issue of taxes. How many people leave Florida to go to California because they pay less taxes? Uh, I've not seen that. Are people going to, from Florida to New York because they pay less taxes? Of course not. They come to Florida because they pay lower taxes. We don't even have an income tax. And yet California has a higher sales tax than we do, and that's one of the things that we do. But here's the thing, and, and, and I'll, give, I'll give Gavin credit. He did at least admit in his first answer, he's joined at the hip with Biden and Harris. He thinks Biden and Harris have done a great job. He thinks the economy is working because of their policies for Americans, and they are not. And so what California represents is the Biden-Harris agenda on steroids. Uh, they would love nothing more than to get four more years uh, to be able to take the California model nationally. That would be disastrous for working people in this well, country. Well, you know, talk about working people. They pay more in your state than the state of California charges for billionaires and millionaires. And it's just a it's value just proposition. True. It's a fact. Again, you can't make You have six up. or seven dollar a gallon gas. How do, they, how do they afford that? These are folks that are blue collar people. You were talking You're going to force everybody to buy an electric state. vehicle. Oh. How are they going to be able to afford electric vehicles if you're working class people? And I think so pretty good uh, for DeSantis there, factually and also countering and not letting him talk. I like that. That's good. The thing about California. Fuck Gavin Newsom. Who cares if commies are allowed to speak? They're not even people. California, they have one of the highest inequality rates because, yeah, they've got Silicon Valley billionaires. They've got a lot of very wealthy people. They've got a lot of people that are on government assistance, but they've hollowed out their middle class. That's who's been From leaving California. They've been the leaving in other places. They let go me, to Arizona. They go to Nevada. In the they go to all these time, places. Let me so this is good. He's just like running them over. I like to see that. Just I mean, like do, Biden is hollowing out this I do have a follow-up. So some might say, hey, it's rude to speak over someone. Yes, if, if we're talking about people, but it is, it is 
appropriate and mannerly to not let a commie speak, to just run them over because they're commies. That's what they deserve. Ron, Ron, I'm happy that you continue to talk. Let's talk a little bit about Bidenomics because I'm happy to take that on right now as well. And I think it's a fair point. You're a big supporter of it. I I appreciate you acknowledging that. 14 million jobs, 10 times more than the last three (laughs) Republican presidents combined. This is not going to work. Um, I do think, I don't see how it's not Newsom as the Democrat nominee. I don't see how it can possibly be Biden. So this is probably going to be the guy. Um, Barring a... Um, party destructing or party destroying gay op, barring that, it will not be DeSantis unless they just steal it from Trump at the convention, which would be, I mean, you just the most that would be the most insane thing you could possibly do. Um, but I, I, 50 50 that happens, but it's probably going to be Trump versus Newsom. Um, that's not as easy as Trump versus Biden. Um, Newsom is a snake. He has he kind of reminds me of Obama a little bit. Uh, he's pretty smooth up there. He's a real smooth liar. He's a smooth liar. Uh, I think that he could probably get more people to vote for him than Biden could. With that said, though, if the economy is shit, uh, it's still going to be uh, tough sledding for the Democrat nominee. And of course, you always have to factor in the fact that they're going to cheat their asses off. So we'll have to see. He had 115,000 manufacturing the, the, the jobs. jobs were because 3. of the COVID percent Are you kidding? That's 100% correct. 3.9% unemployment. As he continues to talk over me, I'll talk yes, to the American because you're a commie. American people. 3.9% unemployment, the lowest black unemployment in American history, the lowest unemployment for Hispanics in American history, the lowest unemployment for women in 70 years, the lowest black poverty rates in history. That's this administration's agenda. And by the way, as you smile and smirk over there, you should know this, the American people. Here's a guy who celebrated Bidenomics just this week, celebrating $28 million that came into your state because of the Chips and Science Act, one of the most significant economic plan right. since FDR. I'm proud of the work Biden and Harris have done. Would you like to respond? And I do have a follow-up. The 6% rate on people, families, a uh, couple in California, they pay 6% income tax on $84,000 a year. Low-wage workers in the state of Florida pay more than... I didn't ask about Florida. We're spinning. Governor, 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 30... But here's... Let me ask... Let me ask the question. 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 California has lower taxes, lower than 32 states for working families in the middle class. Significantly lower taxes than places like Texas. You support a 6% income tax for people... I love how he's pretending it am i correct that florida has no state income tax i i believe that's correct so there's no state income tax so for example pennsylvania has a state income tax so after you're bending over and you're taking a long rod from the federal government during tax time you also have to open your ass up for a second cock which is the state of pennsylvania okay so if you offer me the option of only having to take one cock at tax time. I would prefer that. I would prefer that. And somehow he's arguing that it's a better scenario in California for taxes than it is in Florida. That's preposterous. I'm against progressive taxes that advantage billionaires and millionaires over working families and the working poor. People in his state pay more taxes on the low end than we 
tax people on how, the high end. That's paying a fact. Seven dollars a gallon gas help working people. That doesn't help working people at all. How does paying an eight percent sales tax help working people? Holy that doesn't shit. help working people. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Now there is there a, there's got to be a sales tax in Florida. Let me look that up. In Pennsylvania, it's six percent. That's brutal. Eight percent. That's like New York, I think. Let me look look it up. Well, at all, uh, they have the highest taxes in the nation. People flee to be able to save money uh, to get out of California. And you have working class people that move to these other states. Their dollars go much further. But here's the thing. They want to take this Bidenomics and they want to double down on this for the next four years. How many people? So Florida has six percent sales tax. Uh, uh, sales tax. Uh, look, if you're not doing a, a, a state income tax, then I, I don't really have an issue. If you're doing a sales tax, I think uh, was it Delaware doesn't do one. As as far as uh, um, sales tax, I think there's a couple other places are able to afford groceries now compared to what you were doing three or four years ago. I talked to people, you know, I, I talked to a woman who had, a, had a, a, a cart full of groceries going in and they're ringing it up and it got to be so expensive she has to take a lot of the stuff out. That didn't used to be the case. People used to be able to work hard and get ahead. That is not true under Joe Biden. And you know so what? So that, that was a good answer. But Sean, one more final thing. California's unemployment rate is 60% higher than Florida's unemployment rate. Oh, Our unemployment rate is 2.8%. That, that's of my next question, Why? Governor. Because it's a command and control economy. They have a political agenda that they're pursuing. Let me ask that question. People. Honor with the question. I don't like how Hannity stepped on DeSantis a little there. Don't, don't, what, what are you doing? Just let him talk. Jobs, I think it's important. You know what, that affects, by the way, that, by the way, that affects everybody. Biden administration the last three years it's been a massive Joe Biden paying you tonight 3.9% I thought this was state versus state point, no, but it's about the United States of America I thought this guy was running for president of the United States if you are you just won't admit it you just won't admit it that's true that's true he's definitely there is no question I think he's going to be the nominee it can't possibly be Biden there's no way he can't walk he can't talk. He can't do anything. He shits his pants all the time. How are you going to, how is he, what, first of all, there's like a 50% chance. I don't know if it's actually 50, but I would assign it a 50% chance. We'll go with the Watt math percentage uh, scenario. 50% um, chance he dies of natural causes. He's that decrepit and old by the time the election comes. I don't see how they don't replace him with Newsom, but you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Why don't you All right, gentlemen. That you're running? Hold on. All right, we can't Hold talk. We here. can't talk. I'm going to move He's on to the covering. next question. The, the unemployment rate in Florida right now yes. is just 2.8 percent, as you st stated. Uh, and California ranks second worst in the country at 4.8 percent. Hold on. This question goes to Governor DeSantis, and then you'll have a chance to respond, Governor DeSantis. Well, well, right. I mean, uh, they tax too much. They regulate too much. They have a political agenda. It's not a good climate for business. They've lost a lot of companies. A lot of companies have moved to Texas. We have had some to Florida, but they've lost a lot of companies to Texas because they're not doing a good job uh, looking out for folks and not creating a good business environment. And, um, you know, when I have people that come to Florida, uh, they tell me, you know, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida. And they feel like when they're in California, they don't want Disney's business telling? to succeed. Is that what Disney's all that saying, stuff. the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, actually, yeah. Uh, first of all, asshole, he's talking about normal people, not pedophiles that run Disney. Who cares what they think? I don't care who fucking runs the Tampa Bay Rays. He's talking about normal people.
Uh, I think that's an interesting point with Disney because uh, I had Disney open during COVID and we made them a fortune and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. It was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class in person. He locked people out because of the teacher's union. He is owned by the teacher's union. You will never cross the teacher's union. This is just a lot of hot Stock want, and let's talk about that COVID. was fantastic. Let's talk about your record on COVID. You passed an emergency declaration before the state of California did. You closed down your beaches. Yeah, but he opened up way faster than you did, asshole. Your bars, your restaurants. False. It's a fact. You had quarantines. False. You had quarantines. You had checkpoints all over the state of California. Yeah, for like a weekend, for maybe two weeks, something like that. How can you talk shit? You know, it's one thing if it's like... Um, DeSantis talking shit back and forth with like Governor Smash of South Dakota. Both of them did pretty good related to COVID. Not perfect, but pretty good. I do think, as far as governors, I think um, I forget her real name, but who, whatever the real name of Governor Smash is in South Dakota. Um, oh, Christy Nome, probably the best record out of all governors. Um, and uh, and so you know, if Christy Nome wants to talk shit to Ron DeSantis, no problem. But Gavin Newsom is up there with Cuomo and the motherfucker that ran Pennsylvania, putting uh, uh, people, uh, COVID patients in nursing homes, having lockdowns for like, I mean, he was locking down a year later. Remember the whole thing? He was like, if the hospital, if the ICU rate is at 95%, we're locking down again. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, of Florida. By the way, I didn't say that. Donald Trump laid you out on this. Dead to right. You that's did that. True. You followed science. You followed Fauci. That's Ron not, that's not he followed yes. science. In the very beginning, he did. That is true. And then he was for a governor, for a politician, was much quicker to change things than other governors, especially you and the other Democrat governors. That's he true. followed Fauci. You and were why promoting. Did leave hold California on. You were promoting vaccines. We were open. You were promoting we vaccines. Were you even we wore closed. a mask in we September. We were open. Sean, you were closed. If it's if it's okay with you, we'll do this. Why were you closed for so long? Why don't we do this so in a long? way where we both can have Why were you closed for so long? You wore we a mask. Hey guys, guys, he was closed. That's true. We were closed. Outside I'm to let it in September 2020, he did all of that until he decided to fall prey to the fringe of. His party, and it's also known as the people who were 100% correct. The consequence of that, Ron, tens of thousands of people lost their lives. Total lie, totally made up. It's not true. The equivalent, if I had your policies, the equivalent of 10 9-11s, tens of thousands. I would love if 10 9-11s happened to you, but unfortunately, people in your position, nothing seems to happen, unfortunately. And I don't even believe you've taken the actual vaccine. Oh, actually, he might have taken the actual vaccine. You know, this whole thing where people, you got, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, breaking news. This was earlier today. Remember the video we watched yesterday of this guy uh, who's blowing the whistle in New Zealand? He, they arrested him today. So there you go. If you wanted verification of whether or not he's a threat to the New Zealand government, they arrested him today. And I think they're going after the journalists that help him expose how many people are dying in New Zealand from the vaccine. Um, we'll, we'll have more, obviously, I guess, next stream Tuesday. Um, 
but there's always people that have been uh, uh, saying that, like, the, the real elites, they, they only get saline or something. Because none of them have had any sort of negative reaction. Whereas regular people, you have a lot of deaths, you have a lot of side effects. Um, I do remember, though, Gavin Newsom disappeared for a while. And, and, and people uh, um, suspected it could have been from a, a vaccine injury. But I, he did disappear for a while. This was like, a, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. It was a while ago. Um, so it makes me think maybe he did have some sort of negative reaction to the vaccine. But for the most part, uh, they, they don't, uh, which is interesting. Because there's different batches. Some batches uh, are, are not as dangerous. This was also uh, testified to by people that work for Pfizer, that there were different, you know, different batches had different makeups and some were more dangerous than others. Crazy of people lost their lives and for what ron those are more lies in fact the lancet Correct. just did a study <laughs> florida had a lower standardized covid death rate than california yes. did that's a lancet me, study me, one more thing one more thing the other thing we had the other thing california had california had higher excess mortality than all right gentlemen gentlemen let me talk about honestly let him talk ask you both if oh, slow down, what are you do I want everyone. To what are you doing? What are you doing? Be heard. If I can ask you, I really do want this to breathe. I want this debate to breathe. I want it to organically develop. Uh, to do that, I need both your cooperation. You're stepping over people. I don't want to be a hall monitor. It's not my You're style. You're being a hall right? monitor. Uh, you mentioned COVID. Let me go to COVID, and I plan. I mean, this is why I'm so finished with Republicans, and, and not the voters. No, I have no problem with the voters. But the hand, any of these Republicans, these creatures cheat, lie, and steal nonstop at a level that's insane. Yet you are trying to be fair to them. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Like, when is there going to be a moderator that rigs a debate for our side? It's just such fucking pussy bullshit. It really is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It, but, you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? It's not, I mean, first of all, let me be clear. This doesn't matter. Like, what does this matter? This debate doesn't matter at all. Trump's the nominee. You know, even if they steal it from Trump at the convention, <laughs> DeSantis is probably going to lose to whoever the Democrat is because no one is, maybe not no, but a lot of people are not going to go along with that. Um, oh, by the way, did you see Bill Mitchell? Bill Mitchell's putting out an olive branch. Which is like weird because it's like, Bill, no one really kind of gives a fuck, you know, like when you, when you, he said he's been like mean to Trump supporters, but like, I just think it's funny. That dude makes me laugh. He just is like a ridiculous person. Anyway, he says, this is interesting. I think he knows the writings on the wall uh, that Trump is up 40 to 60, depending on, on, you know, what poll you're looking at. So he knows. So he says that he's going to support the nominee no matter what. And I thought that was interesting because I've seen many other DeSantis shills saying that they will not vote for Trump and then they'll vote, they'll go full traitor and they'll vote for Joe Biden instead of uh, Trump. That's a hell of a move. I don't know what f fucking planet you're on. That's amazing. But you're not going to, I mean, look, vote for who you want, but that's incredible. But, but, but um, Mitchell is saying he's going to vote for Trump which is kind of out of step with the narrative of the DeSantis shills. So it's going to be interesting to see if he reneges on that. If he's a reneger, you know, we'll have to see if he reneges. Um, uh, or if he, uh, you know, I think he's having a come to Jesus because he's having like health problems, which, by the way, I don't wish that on him. 
I don't I don't wish that on him. I tell you this, if you start going along with Trump supporters getting locked up, I will root for the health problems, but I don't think he's reached that threshold. So, you know, uh, it's it's kind of a little bit of a ridiculous person. Not a little bit. He's a ridiculous person. Uh, he kind of reminds me of David Putty. He looks like David Putty, but with AIDS. You know, remember the Seinfeld, the dumb guy on Seinfeld? He looks just like him. Just he has white hair. It's absolutely hilarious. And to bring this up later, but you both took very different approaches as it comes to COVID. Governor Newsom, you issued the nation's first stay-at-home order on March 19th of 2020. Governor DeSantis, you took a lot of heat for reopening schools. You opened schools in Florida in August of 2020. All right, so here's the data, which I think is important. This is where the facts come in. Uh, your state's death rates were almost identical. This is factually untrue. Uh, hold on. Factually untrue. Okay. The na <laughs> and by the way, both your state. Yeah, motherfucker, are you disagreeing with the CDC? You're not obeying the CDC, bitch? With such different approaches, which is pretty fascinating, were both lower, significantly lower, than the national average. These numbers come straight from the CDC. Yeah. So, Governor Newsom. By the way, it, it is bullshit, but not for the reasons that he's saying. How do you, per capita death, well, how do you explain that? The facts. Per capita death rates that's what that is. in the state of Florida were 29 percent, 29% per capita higher. 29% tens of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people unnecessarily died. Don't lie about it. He put the graphic up there. Don't lie about it. Unnecessarily died because your policies. Just understand. You're lying you don't about need to your lie record. about it. No, it's not. You were a lockdown governor. No, you not. locked down. No, that's time. not true. He wasn't a. Again, you fucking piece of shit. You're gonna call. You are one of the most locked down governors of them all. You're gonna call DeSantis a lockdown governor. You're a bitch. You're a slimy bitch. Well, Gavin Newsom, finish your thought. Beaches, bars, and restaurants. That's just a fact. He's running away from his record. He's running away from the fact. Tens of thousands of people died you unnecessarily. Saw this, you saw this. Total bullshit. Because CDC numbers. It's 29% higher death rate in the state of Florida the versus the state of California. Okay, quick Tens response, Governor. You should, you should quick, the, the stats, the stats are very clear. One at a time. Uh, on a per capita age-adjusted basis, California and Florida basically the same. Now, why is that important? Because Gavin Newsom did huge damage to people in California. He ruined livelihoods. We reopened the, the, the state very quickly. We saved 100%. thousands of jobs. We saved hundreds of th hundreds of thousands of jobs, thousands of businesses. We had our kids in school. He had the kids locked out of school because of the teachers union. That is having a generational impact. Correct. California has one of the lowest literacy rates in the country. In the most recent NAEP exam, Florida came in number three for fourth grade reading. California was far, far behind. So you should apologize <laughs> for not getting your kids in school. Why didn't you get the kids in school in the summer of 2020 right, like bitch. we did? The only you person, person, the knees, teacher, the only person didn't do the job you should have done. Right, the only person. Quick, Isn't it crazy? I said this a long time ago. I'm telling you, his campaign is going to go down as one of the worst run campaigns of all time. You got to put him in situations like this. Now, obviously, it's wait. Remember in the very beginning of this, I said they got to put DeSantis in adversarial situations because he had many instances in the past where he did really well against the media, against journalists. And now, way too late, when you're down 40, you start doing this kind of shit. I mean, it is incredible. Absolutely incredible. This is what you should have done from the beginning. Now, I'm glad you did it because I want Trump to win. But my God, it is just whoever, whoever ran that campaign. It's, it was run so bad that it, it's reasonable to think that they sabotaged this guy. 
Like, that's how bad their campaign was run. It is just insane. The only person right, one at a time, quick answer. is Ron DeSantis for the tens of thousands of lives that died unnecessarily Again, made because he played played to the fringe of his party. We well, got to take a break. And Fast, I'll finish your thought. No, and when it comes to the issue of schools, you better be careful. You had more learning loss during COVID than the oh, national oh, average shit. in the state of California. <laughs> we out. It's a fact. No, more is. learning loss. Your economy contracted more in 2020. Quick break. Expanded shit. slower than California in 2021. Yep. More. Just like David Pakman, no one's going to Florida. That, uh, that's how, that, no one's leaving California to go to Florida. To come on this topic. But more to come on this on this debate. Another I one know it's starting off. Next segment, I guess. It's, 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 it's been rather dull as, as, at the start. But uh, anyway, we've got a lot to get to. Coming up, uh, many important topics that we're going to be talking about, including one issue where might we might find some agreement, actually, as we continue the blue state, red state debate. We are live. We are in Alpharetta, Georgia. Thank you for being with us. We've got to take our second break. We're going to, when we come back, we have a lot more ground to cover. Quick break. We have a lot of ground to cover. More with Governors uh, DeSantis and Newsom. The great blue red state debate as we continue from Alpharetta, Georgia. Again, thank you for being with us. Uh, with Governor Gavin Newsom, Governor Ron DeSantis. Again, thank you both for being here. We're going to take a little breathing room. I don't, I don't mind the debate taking on a life of its own, but let each other breathe. Um, I don't want to be the hall monitor. Please don't turn me into that. Anyway, let's, uh, let's look at the issue of crime. FBI numbers, violent crime nationally for each of your states. Keep in mind, this statistic shows what is the combined rate of homicide, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, the year 2022. On the national level, the rate was 380.7 offenses per 100,000 people. In California, meanwhile, the rate was much higher, 499.5 offenses per 100,000. In Florida, lower, 258.9 offenses per 100,000. Governor Newsom, let me start with you. Your numbers are way higher than the national average how do you explain that when safety and security, I would argue, is a prerequisite for the pursuit of happiness? Well, I couldn't agree with you more. We're near 50-year lows, down 55% violent crimes in the state of California from the 1990s. And I want to compare and contrast that with the issue in Florida that you didn't mention, and that's the murder rate. And let's broaden it more broadly. The issue is seven out of the top Those numbers 10, were part of the murder rate. Seven of the top 10 murder rates in the United States of America are red states. He has a 66% higher gun okay. death rate. <clears throat> Ridiculous faggot. My question to you would be, um, uh, how many of those red states have Democrat mayors running the high crime cities? They always ignore that. They always fucking ignore that. And the state of California has a higher murder rate. Go to places like Jacksonville. Go to places like Orlando. Go to places like Tampa. The murder rate's off the charts compared, compared to cities like San Francisco. And you know what? Oh, Even Francisco's more egregiously, great. Sean, and I think this is important, the American people deserve an answer from you, Ron. You, you had one of the worst mass shootings in American history, Parkland. 17 kids were gunned down, lives lost, 17 others, lives torn asunder. You had a, a young girl by the name of Jamie Gutenberg, whose father pleaded with you to do something about it. What is he going to do? You know do? what he did? He did the exact opposite. 
You made it easier for felons to get guns. Yes, I'm uh, sorry, sir. I didn't resurrect all those children like Jesus Christ. I don't, you know, I apologize. Without background checks, without any training. These people pleaded with the parents and the families to get tough on gun safety. And again, you made it easier for felons. He said of you, Ron, and I agree with him, after, after you signed that concealed carry bill, which increases the likelihood, oh Fred Gutenberg said, of more Jamies losing their lives and more Parklands, he called you weak, pathetic, and small. So with respect, I appreciate you're talking to police officers in the state of California. You may want to spend a little bit also more time Ohio. not on the Ohio Trail All and right. other places across this country. You may spend a little more time back in your home state and address the murder and gun violence in your own back. He, uh, it would be great if he could come back with a rhetoric. Well, I was talking to David Michaels, and uh, he told me that his son saw you coming out of the bathhouse with a lot of semen on your face. What does that say about you, Gavin? But it, whatever. Uh, he's using a, a dead kid as a um, human shield to score political points. This is what they do. That's why I think it should always be just thrown right back in their face. It's ridiculous. Granted, my uh, retort would not have been reasonable nor responsible. I understand that. But you could at least uh, point out the fact, that, and we'll see what he says. You could put out the fact that like, you're using dead kids as a political weapon that's disgraceful because all you want to do is take guns away from law-abiding citizens that's the bottom line with any of this bullshit whether it was sandy hook or any of the other shootings democrats always use it to try to take guns from law-abiding citizens and they want to make it illegal for you to say that that's why they're going after alex jones one uh, uh, integral part of that whole alex jones thing and, and the reason and it's crazy that, that he got this $1.5 billion judgment against him is because they took issue with him saying that Democrats used uh, um, Sandy Hook to go after people's guns. But that's absolutely true. They don't want you to tell the truth about what they're doing. Governor so this is, this is the slick politician. You put up the rates. He has 500 per 100,000. Florida is 250. So that's almost twice as much. And he's trying to spin that to say California's doing good. People are leaving California in droves, That's a good answer. largely because public safety has collapsed. Uh, they have, I mean, it, you, you go, when Californians come to Florida, one of the things they'll say, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. They can go to the store, get toothpaste off the shelf, pay for it and leave, because in a lot of these places in California, everything's under lock and key because they basically legalize retail theft. Correct. They have chosen in California to put the interests of the criminals over public safety. Also uh, they treat... Uh, they're easier on sex offenders. They're easier on all these crimes that are leading to a collapse in the quality of life. Correct. And if you just walk around San Francisco, uh, you will see, and I think it's interesting, Gavin Newsom was mayor of San Francisco. So he took the San Francisco model, turned that into a template for California's collapse. Now the left wants to take the California model and use that as a template for America's collapse. Well, we cannot let that happen. Wait, 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 I got to go. No, no, I got to follow up question. You brought up Jacksonville, Florida. Governor of San Francisco is 126. See, now you're letting him do it, but you didn't let DeSantis do it a couple questions ago. Man, this guy. Percent higher. Governor, let me bring up your. It's 84% higher. The next question dovetails into this. It's 75% higher. What 
What? Let me also say, I, what are you talking about when it comes to this? I know no, you like to jabber. By the way, those I know are all like easily to, I know you like to, to lie. Anytime you're uncomfortable, he put you. you just he put the statistics up. up there. Those are all your, facts. your crime is what higher. Are you doing about we know the gun your crime is higher. Gentlemen, we know gentlemen, what are you I'm doing move about on. the gun murder rate in your state? We'll let the audience. let the audience look at the numbers, the FBI numbers, and decide. According to the gun control advocacy group, every town for gun safety. Okay. California has the most, as you support, I know, Governor, restrictive gun laws in the United oh, States. Real quick here, uh, this is completely germane to what we're talking about. Ryan himself said that uh, before we get too far into this, just want everyone in here to know that there are presently, as of this moment, mass mandates in medical facilities in many California counties. Newsom is still doing it. Don't let him fool you. That's amazing. That's a hell of a thing that Newsom is calling DeSantis the lockdown governor. It just shows you this is the thing about him. He is a slimy politician. He gleefully lies. He gleefully lies with a smile on his face. He, it's, it reminds me of David Pakman a little bit. He's got a little bit of that Pakman gleeful liar thing in him. That's no good. That's no good at all. Yeah, uh, Florida has the 19th most restrictive. Yet, if you look at the year 2019, when each of you took office, uh, California has had 21 mass shootings. Florida has had nine. Now, that is according to a USA Today, AP, Northeastern uh, University database uh, data. Keep in mind, a mass killing is defined as the intentional killing of four or more victims, excluding the deaths of unborn children and the offenders by any means within a 24 period of time. Um, I believe, Governor DeSantis, you get this first. What California wants to do is they want to make it harder for law-abiding citizens to defend themselves. Then they go easy on the criminals who are perpetrating the crime. They don't stand up for the men and women of law enforcement. That's why a lot of people have left the state, because they don't get the support from the communities that they need. And, you know, Gavin told another lie. He said we made it easier for felons to do. Felons are not allowed to possess firearms. That's federal law. That's been long standing. No background checks. That is an no absolute lie that he's saying no like that. That has nothing to do with buying or purchasing a weapon. So, so that's just a lie, another lie that's coming up. But here's the thing. People are leaving California in droves because he has failed to stand up for public safety. They are on an ideological joyride to let people out of prison early, to go easy on them. Heck, your buddy, uh, Gavin's buddy in Los Angeles, Gascon, he doesn't even prosecute. When you have, when I was in Southern California for the Reagan debate, uh, a lot of the women tell me they have to take off all their jewelry just to be able to go shopping because otherwise they're going to get mugged. That is the reality that people are facing in California. Right. Gavin can try to put lipstick on that pig, but the fact of the matter is he has failed the people of California. Governor Newsom. Well, I love this guy talking about backing the blue when you dangled pardons for January 6th insurrectionists, 85 of them. That so first of all, asshole piece of shit. They're not insurrectionists. That's a completely made-up narrative. They are political prisoners. I'm glad DeSantis did that. We're literally were charged with attacking law enforcement. They were charged by illegitimate pedophiles who belong in prison. So go fuck yourself. You talk a big game about backing the blue. With all due respect to the crime rate, again, he's not answering the fact that he has a higher murder rate than the state of California, a 66% higher gun death rate than the state of California. And I can easily answer this point. Gun safety saves lives. I don't think it. I know it. And the uh, Bullshit.
data bears that out in the state of California. California proudly does lead in terms of common sense gun safety. Common sense gun safety safe. It's a made up commie term to try to take guns away from law abiding citizens. Lives. You had the chance to do something meaningful. You had the chance to do something on behalf of those Parkland families. You did the exact opposite. You moved in the exact opposite direction. With all due respect, look at your own backyard, Ron. So You're I not mining that, your backyard I, on this that, issue. I will do that because we have some of the, we had two radical left Soros district attorneys, like your buddy Gascon in LA, one in Tampa, one in Orlando. They were endangering the public, and I removed them from their posts. Gavin Newsom has not lifted a finger. <laughs> That's fantastic to rein in Gascon in L.A., uh, that, that city has collapsed. That county's collapsed no, don't, because don't, don't, he don't is insult, not enforcing the law. So that's city, just the And here's the thing. American this city. is that's what's happening. Not, that California model, he's not insulting the city. He's insulting the AIDS commies that you have in there that you won't do anything about. And in Philadelphia, 15, Baltimore, all 15 seconds, America. we got to go break. Come on. I mean, you're running for president of the United States. You're talking down the great state of California. You're talking no, down not. one of the great American cities, Los Angeles. No, That's not. insulting. And you're doing it because you're trying to obfuscate the facts that you have a higher murder rate in the state of Florida, in the state of California. We've we got to take a break. We have some of the lowest crime rates we've had in 50 years. Well, we'll have more with Governor DeSantis, Governor Gavin Newsom on the other side as we continue the great state debate, blue versus red. There's hardly any differences. A lot of ground to cover. Thank you for being with us. We are in beautiful Alpharetta, Georgia. Thank you for joining us on Hannity. Especially the lower grades, should schools, and maybe all grades, should schools be focusing on reading, writing, math, science, history, computers, and maybe leaving values, considering parents might have different values than teachers at school, um, to the parents, to religious institutions, uh, or is it the role of the school? What is the role? The role of the school is to educate kids, not indoctrinate kids. It's not to impose an agenda, it's to do the basics. And what we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner uh, that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. Now, California has that. Uh, they want to have that injected into the elementary school. My wife and I have a 7, 5, and a 3-year-old. We don't think that that's appropriate. And I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. Uh, it's also important to respect parental rights to know what curriculum is being used in the classroom, and everything should be age appropriate. I actually have something that I brought that some parents have objected to. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California and Florida. This is not- Shove his fucking face in it. See, that's, I like that. I'm not saying, I just, I've said this many times before. I like it when people <clears throat> put up on the screen images, of the books that they're defending. I, th I want to see more of this. It is completely insane that they want to give these books to fucking elementary school kids. Um, you've seen, they have argued for this shit for elementary school, middle school, and high school. Um, and uh, so good. Good for you. Uh, you know, Newsom will probably defend it, but I'm glad you're doing that not consistent Put with our standards called gender queer. I, it's, some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography, it's cartoons, it's aimed at children, uh, and it's wrong. So this should not be in schools uh, when people like on the left say that somehow you're banning books by removing this from a young kid's classroom. No, this is not Good. age appropriate. Good. And so we're gonna stand for the rights of parents. So I think we one of the few positives of the DeSantis campaign is the person that 
helped him prepare for this debate did a good job. Not the other debates. He didn't do great in those other debates. But maybe, is it the same person? I don't know. But this is good. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it's very good to, to shove it right in their face. We need to do that nationwide. I don't think you can have a situation where some states just trample on the rights of parents. Parents have a fundamental right to direct the education and upbringing of their kids. I, I mean, by the way, you've been on a banning bench. 1,406 books have been banned just last year under Ron DeSantis' leadership. I love that he keeps pulling this out. I've seen this. He's been doing this all over the campaign trail. What's wrong with Tony Morrison's books? It's not banned. What's wrong? It's not true. Not. What's wrong with Amanda Gorman's? It's not banned. And the poetry. One thousand. Pedophile, why don't you address uh, what he brought up there? 1,406 1, books false have been banned on your banning binge in the state of Florida. As it relates to parental rights, come on, California, it's in our constitution, parental engagement. It's called the LCFF process. We actually require parental engagement on curriculum development. And we don't, complete lie, we don't require K through third grade sexual education. That yes, doesn't happen until do. middle school. Bullshit. What you're doing is using education as a sword for your cultural purge. And you know what? With all due respect. Uh, yes. <clears throat> and the commies are who's getting purged. And that's completely righteous. The, the commies need to be purged. It, unfortunately, they've made it clear that it's just not possible to live with them. So they have to be purged. So, so one of the few times that Gavin Newsom has told the truth. Fact. You know, I remember in the 1970s, in the 1970s, we had a bill called the Briggs Initiative. And there was a guy by the name of Ronald Reagan so offended by the Briggs Initiative, which was the original Don't Say Gay bill. In that case, it was not allowing teachers that happened well, to be gay. Reagan shouldn't have cucked. He, I guess he cucked a little there. To teach. And Reagan had the courage to stand up. And he said, you can't catch gay like you can measles. I don't like the way you demean people. I don't like the way you demean. They deserve to be demeaned because who he is demeaning are pedophile predators who are grooming children in schools and abusing their position as teachers. So those people deserve no respect whatsoever the LGBTQ community. I don't like the way you demean and... Hey, if you want to put that under the umbrella of LGBTQ, go ahead. It's not going to make any difference to me. I've just, I've said before, I imagine that there's people in that group that are like, hey, why are you doing that? What are you doing? But, you know, it's not my, it's not my group. There's nothing I can do about that. That's what they've chosen to do. And uh, we'll see what happens. Humiliate people you disagree with, Ron. I already find this fundamentally offensive, and this is a I'm core. Good, I'm glad you're offended, you bitch. Core value that distinguishes the values of my state and, frankly, the vast majority of Americans against the weaponization of education. Right. How is the But I, he's I have a follow-up question for you, though. Um, and by the way, first governor, yes or no? Is are the book banning issues? Is that not a state issue? Is that a state issue or a local it's issue? Local, and, he, and he's okay. Lying. That's that, all that, I want to know. Home book wasn't but there. Me, that here's was the not, question okay, I have. Yeah. Me, here's the question I have for you, uh, Governor Newsom. Um, some of the books you're talking about. One is called the Governor just brought it up. It's called Gender Queer, a memoir, explicit pornographic book showing sex acts. Another Flamer, graphic book about young boys performing sex acts at summer camp. Uh, this book is gay, a book containing instructions on the ins and outs of gay sexuality. Let me finish. Uh, let's talk about it, a book that contains graphic descriptions about how to masturbate for males and females. My question to you, Governor Newsom, those books, do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids, yes or no? Not, come on, those are not, it's not part of the curriculum. They're not Bullshit, you're a fucking piece of shit liar. You're doing damage control for the pedophiles.
teaching. Those, are, the, that was, those a, are books that were no, in school. Hold on, hold on. The bottom line is you are on a book banning binge. See, he, he immediately pivots because that he is pro-pedophile. He, he is in league with a literal pedophile, Scott Weiner, another uh, lawmaker in California that has made, um, uh, uh, has lessened the penalties for pedophiles that uh, fuck minors, particularly homosexual men? Your state, 1,406 books, 3,362 in this country. You didn't answer, Ford what, is what about those no books? <laughs> That's not, we don't provide lie, for K lie, through third lie, grade lie, lie, lie. education, that kind of curriculum, it's just made up. These guys Total make it up. Lie. It's part of this cultural purge. Should it it's be? Just yes, I want more of a cultural purge. I love that uh, terminology. That's fantastic. What grade, what grade would it be what acceptable? I find, but what I find what offensive, Sean and Ron, what I find offensive is the a very significant number of these books happen to be LGBTQ books. A significant that is number their fucking problem. That's their problem. That's not any of our problems. These books you think it's happen appropriate to be about African Americans. Do you and think I, it's that would be like saying, you know, uh, the, the Italians are handsy, and uh, we got a lot of these uh, Italian teachers, and they're handsy with the kids, and they want to give the kids books telling them that it's okay when the Italian teacher is handsy, okay? That would be like uh, uh, Gavin Newsom being like, well, a lot of those people are Italians. Well, that's their fucking problem. That's their problem. That's not my problem. Don't be handsy, okay? Stop being fucking handsy. Honestly, Governor, I told do you, you think it's we appropriate don't teach in school? That. We don't teach right. that. We have sex education in middle schools and high schools where it's appropriate. This is a ginned no, up, made up issue to divide no, this country. You talk about dividing this country. This is part of the culture war, the weaponization of grievance. This is part okay. using education. Notice the way the weaponization of grievance. Grievance is righteous. Grievance is righteous. Grievance is where someone has done something to you. You have a grievance. See, this is, if you notice, when you listen to these pieces of shit talk, they will tell you to your face things like this. It's, it's very revealing. That reminds me of, like, for example, when uh, regime propagandist Destiny said that the problem with Trump is that he gave a voice to uh, poor people's grievances, that it would be better if you just, when poor people were like, oh, my God, look how expensive groceries are, you just wait, hand wave it and say, well, the GDP is high. See, that was very revealing. And, and what he just did there is very revealing. They're fucking you in the ass, and they don't want you to be able to complain about it. It's really interesting. Okay. We're focusing on math, science. We're focusing on reimagining our school We're gonna system. We're going to get to education He's criminalizing next. teachers oh. and criminalizing... He's criminalizing predator... Actually, he's not really... I wish he was criminalizing predator teachers. That would be phenomenal. I wish these Republicans were as quote unquote bad as they claim because they're not. It's not even close. Um, he's not criminalizing predator teachers. I wish he was. The schools to impose uh, a liberal agenda, social Correct. justice. They Correct. have this ethnic studies where they're dividing people. That's what they're doing. But let me just say something about parents' rights because he Bobby. says California respects parents' rights. This is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, mm. your minor choice. child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, Correct. puberty blockers, and a sex change Correct. operation, yeah. yep. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that 
well, you know what? honoring parents' rights Good when you're bringing point. people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries. That is radical. That you know, is Ron, extreme. These kids that is an assault on live. parents' rights. You know what? Ron, not this for is, you to decide. Easy. It's you for the what? parents to it's decide. The, That's uh, that was fantastic right there. Right. Newsom said these kids just want to live as if he has a say in this. Good counter there for DeSantis. But and the parents do not want, want to kids survive. Going you fucking pedophile predator. It is not up to you. Okay? These kids have parents and it's up to their fucking parents. Wow. Very revealing. I these find this, other honestly, let these me go kids to a follow-up. Let, let me stay on a follow-up. Let's turn to, to the issue of Where's education. decency and humanity let's, and grace when it comes to... The predator is claiming that someone else doesn't have decency. That's amazing. Taking, ripping somebody away. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Nobody can can hear you. That is wrong. That is wrong. The child kidnapper is claiming that someone doesn't have decency. You, All right. Should not stand in this Ron, country. Let us turn, gentlemen, if I may, to the issue. Shut the fuck up, Gavin. Issue of education. Uh, here is public school spending per K through 12 students, according to the Education Data uh, Initiative from the U.S. Census Bureau and National Center for Education. Florida spends nearly $12,000 per student, while California spends over $16,000. Florida is ranked number one by U.S. News and World Report uh, in terms of state education rankings. California ranks 20th. Governor Newsom, what is your explanation? You spend more money and they have better results in Florida. Why? I told you what I'm doing in public education. We created a brand new grade pre-K for all. We're doing after school and summer school for all. We're reimagining the school day, not just the school year. We just provided 3.4 million of our students upwards of $2 billion for child savings accounts and the opportunity to start businesses when they graduate. We have one of the best records under COVID, during COVID. And again, you didn't answer to the fact you had more learning loss. Ron DeSantis had more oh learning God. loss during COVID. Fourth grade reading, fourth grade math, eighth grade reading, eighth grade math. We outperformed you in every, it's a yeah, fact yeah. during COVID in every one of those categories. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get all the politifacts tonight because Ron, you keep denying. Who gives a fucking shit what politifact has to say? It's a total propaganda outlet. Who would even pay attention to politifact? They're ridiculous. Some basic fundamental facts on health, wealth, and education. We outperformed you during COVID. You talk about things to apologize, you should apologize for your COVID record. You are with Fauci. You, you should apologize for being a pedophile adjacent. Aligned with vaccines, you aligned with CDC guidelines until you didn't, in right. tens of thousands of people. Actually, well, let's return did. our focus to education. Well, we, we, when we opened the schools, we bucked all of those people June of 2020. He kept the schools closed for a long time, uh, and that had devastating impacts. And why? What Gavin Newsom does in California is kowtow to the teachers' union. Correct. Whatever they tell him to do, he does. He will never balk the teachers union. That's why the kids were locked out of school for so long. Joe Biden is in the pocket of the teachers union, and so is Kamala Harris. That's why they fought hey, the way, school openings when, when he Shame came in you. there. It's when they had Harris. that, it's cunt mala. It's cunt mala.
Ron, it's Kamala Biden came Harris, into office Madam and he Vice brought in President. Teacher, you shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No one cares about Kamala Harris. Her IQ is seven, okay? She's less coherent when she speaks than Joe Biden, and he has full on dementia. To you, and Kamala to be Harris. able to do Stop all insulting. these different shut things the to try to keep the she school. She deserves to be insulted. I will insult her nonstop. It's closed. So the Democratic Party, the far left in this country, they are owned lock, stock and barrel by the teachers union. I beat the teachers union in Florida to get the schools open first in the country during COVID. Also to do universal school choice. Every parent in Florida has a right to send their kid to the school of their choice. We're winning these fights. California is bending the knee to the union because they control the politicians. Right, let's move on. on a topic that will seemingly play a very large role in the future elections, and it's the issue of abortion. Yes. I have a question for both of you. I'll ask you if, to please respect the individual's right to answer uninterrupted. Uh, and that is Governor DeSantis. Um, I think it's actually your turn, Governor uh, Newsom, if you don't mind. Uh, all good. Most medical professionals believe a baby is viable outside of a mother's womb by between 24 and 26 weeks. That is the general scientific consensus. It changes, there are some variations on it. Abortion is legal in your state, quote, up to viability, is my understanding, unless the mother's health is in danger. Um, I'd like to get you on the record. You've been unwilling to answer this question. Do you, should there be any restrictions on the issue of abortion that you support at all, because funding in California you have allocated in your budget $265 million for abortion last year alone. My question, very specific, do you support any restrictions at all on abortion, especially in months seven, eight, and nine, past viability? I'm going to answer that question, but let's talk about the issue of abortion. Let's talk about the issue You're of abortion. Dodge, I'm going to answer that question. Dodge. I'll repeat that. But I think this is important, and it bears repeating. Ron DeSantis signed Total the most dodge. extreme anti-abortion bills in America. He signed a bill banning any exceptions for rape and incest. And then he said it didn't go far enough and decided to sign a six-week ban before women even know they're pregnant, Ron, Bullshit. before women can even access a doctor's appointment. So extreme is your ban that criminalizes women and criminalizes doctors that even Donald Trump said it was too extreme. On the issue of the extreme exception that you highlight as it relates to the issue of later term abortion, it's almost always because of a fetal anomaly, the life of the mother. And in those rare cases, I trust, and answer your question, I trust the mother and her doctor to make that decision. So in other words, I wanna be clear on this. If a woman and her doctor, for any reason, not for any reason. No, 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 no. It's no. extremely I'm asking, rare. Should there this be? This is a canard. I know where you guys are going, Sean. You're even I, uncomfortable asking, with this whole issue. I, and I, I watch your. I this watch is your, where you guys have I'm to asking, go to cover for the should, extreme should anti-abortion agenda of Ron DeSantis. Should there be? Hurt your would you support a ban on abortion in seventh, eighth, or ninth month? I just answered the, the question. If, if the mother's life is, is not in jeopardy. It is extreme extreme dodge, exception. People dodge, aren't going dodge. on and having abortions. Should it be illegal unless then? something if devastating has happened. Should it be it illegal? Should be up to the mother and her doctor and her conscience. And it so almost the answer is always, no restriction. I, I've already answered it. And I'll, no and I'll just reinforce it. 
to cover okay. up, again, hold on, for the most extreme abortion ban in the country. I have a simple question, though. This is important. No, 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 will no. I'm asking the question. Ron DeSantis, will you or will you not sign a six-week ban okay. in the unlikely uh, case you become president DeSantis, of the United States? Would you about, sign a national ban? Let's talk about your state. You that. He's getting had, saved You had 15 weeks. fundamental question. Uh, you had a 15-week rule in, in California. You reduced it to six. Uh, my question is this. Uh, what was your thinking behind it? Was it for religious reasons? Was it for uh, scientific reasons? What was the reason for you um, from going from 15 weeks to six weeks? Well, I believe in a culture of life. I think we're better off when everybody counts, when everybody has an opportunity to do well. Uh, and that bill uh, attaches when there's a, a detectable heartbeat. Uh, for, for the child. And some states have done that. Some states have done others. Some states have done uh, later. And obviously, they have a, a right to do that. Uh, but I think about one of our Floridians, a lady named Penny Hopper. Uh, she actually survived a late-term abortion uh, back in the day. And, th and they left her on the, on the, uh, the table there to, to basically wither away. Her grandmother came, saved her, brought her to a, brought her to a hospital, brought her saved her and, and she ended up living a, living a good life. So, so she counts and she matters. And I think that what the position that we have from the modern left, including in California, is that they will take your tax dollars and they will fund abortion all the way to the moment of birth. He's wrong when he says the, the later terms are all because of this. 88% past 15 weeks are in fact elective uh, from, from the Florida data. He doesn't keep data there, but that is really extreme to take your tax dollars uh, and to do this all the way up uh, to the moment of birth. He didn't answer your question about any type of protections at all uh, for a baby that has a beating heart, that can feel pain, that is viable. Let me, but, let me, but, hold, but he, hold on. Respectfully, this is a, a, an important conversation. Will you or will you not support you, you didn't a national answer, Sean. Ron, why didn't you, why didn't you, you answer this question? Why didn't you support a national support? ban if why? it lands on your desk? You couldn't answer that in any other context. Okay, answer gentlemen, tonight. It's a we're moving yes, on no. to By the, the way, next issue. Hey, no, Sean, not a next issue. You never gave a week. The American people should know this. I'll answer it for Ron DeSantis. He can't answer it. He will sign that extreme okay, six-week Okay, let me move on. American people should know this. I'm calling this the lightning round. It would be great if you guys Cooperated. Uh, I'm not a potted plant here. Um, and I want to ask you, we all know that federal policy does have a huge impact on states. We know that. I'm going to ask you three simple questions, and I just want one-word answers, okay, from uh, three of you. because we our best. We're coming up on a break. And the issue is right now Joe Biden is president. Yep. So uh, I would like both of you to give a grade to Joe Biden overall as president. Governor Newsom, hey. I'll give... A. An A, absolutely. Governor DeSantis failed. And a failure, yeah. okay. Now that's your Now, number two, president. are his policies helping or hurting your individual states? Is it helping the state of Florida? The inflation is hurting our state big time. <laughs> Grade. Uh, fail. He failed. No. He's failed what on the economy. The guy just took is it helping the state of California? The science and, and Tech Act. Thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, it's absolutely accelerating our dominance in manufacturing, accelerating our revitalization. Okay, of that our was state. a simple answer. answer. Unequivocally, <laughs> lastly, absolutely yes. Okay, I will ask you, Governor DeSantis. Um, I have played over and over again, and Governor Newsom, you have seen over and over again. Um, Joe Biden is experienced what I believe to be significant cognitive decline. And in other words, it's the toughest job in the world. Is Joe Biden experiencing this uh, cognitive decline? Is it a danger to the country? Do you find when he speaks, what is your reaction to it? 
Yes, he's in decline. Yes, it's a danger to the country. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. But that's why he's running his shadow campaign. Uh, he should not be running. Uh, he is not up to the job. Uh, and it is dangerous for this country. Well, I'll take, I'll, I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. In fact, all so of the you folks think, You think he's up to the job? Scale. You think he's Absolutely. 100%? I've been spending 100%? plenty of time with 100%? Joe Biden in okay. private and public. Answer. You don't know. And by the way, results matter. Inflation now is down to 3.2%. Wages are up to 4.4%. The economy is booming. 5.2% GDP growth in the last quarter. Those are facts you don't hear on Fox yeah, News. It's because it's total fucking bullshit. 14 million jobs, 10 times Let more than the last Let me move on. That was a lightning round. Now, on March 31st, 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson famously said, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Now, despite being an incumbent president who is eligible to run for re-election, Governor Newsom, I've interviewed you twice on this issue. You say you are not running for president in 2024. In fact, you recently said, quote, you think that Vice President Harris is naturally the one lined up to run for president if Joe Biden were to bow out. Governor Newsom, tonight I ask you, will you make an LBJ-like statement and Governor DeSantis, you say he's running a shadow campaign in your response. I would like you to answer that. Will you say unequivocally under no circumstances are you running? Correct. I've said, I don't know how many times I can say it. Just making this stuff up about a shadow campaign. If, if, Bottom the, line, if uh, at the DNC convention they come Joe and ask Biden, you, will you run, what will you say? Joe Biden will be our nominee in a matter of weeks. And in a matter of weeks, Sean, he'll be endorsing Donald Trump as a nominee for the Republican Party. If they come to you at the DNC and Joe is incapable of running and they ask you, are you a hard no? no it's not even it's not even optional. He's doing fantastically. <laughs> I appreciate and respect the work the president's doing and the vice president's, the Biden-Harris campaign and team. So absolutely unequivocally, vice I president look forward Harris would be the to next continuing person. to support their efforts. President right. Biden will be oh. reelected. I mean, Donald Trump I think will what be he's rejected. Saying, I think what he's saying should color every single thing. I mean, I've called him on a lot of the lies, but he says Joe Biden is 100% up to the job. You know that that's not true. Anybody that can look, he wants you to believe him over your own lying eyes. When he says the same with the economy and the grocery prices, economy is so great. How great is it when you're going to the grocery store now? How great is it when you're trying to afford a home? How are those interest rates doing? What about affording a new car? So we have to get real here. We have to understand that that Biden is not up job. But here's the here's I think the problem. Uh, what Biden would do the people around him, they would look to California for the model to go forward in the next four years. That would accelerate the decline of this country. Yeah. Freedom is what works. <laughs> the failures need to be left in the dustbin of history. Yeah. Tell, 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 tell freedom to women that you're trying to criminalize in your state. And All right, we're, we're, we're retreating to old ground. Murder should be criminalized. This notion of freedom, Gentlemen, Florida is not a state of freedom. Uh, one of the things I wanted to accomplish here is the policies that you both implement have a great impact on the citizens of your individual states. Um, for years, a gallon of gasoline, Governor Newsom, in California has been notably higher in your state than in the state of Florida. That's right. Here are the numbers, by the way, recent numbers. The average cost for a gallon of gas nationwide, just over $3.24 in Florida, $3.17 in California. It is a whopping $4.85. So, Governor Newsom, I ask you, you've also sued big oil companies alleging executives have deceived the, the public 
about uh, the health of our planet, knowing that it's a polluter. Fact. If your lawsuit is successful, that would likely mean higher gas prices, even higher gas prices for everybody. Here's my question, though. Could you name right now one source of energy that you can bring online in the next three to six months that would be as inexpensive for the people in this country as fossil fuels? Well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me touch. Can you, on, can you think of that energy? On, let me touch no. on the, I'm going to get to your question, and then let me touch or the, the latter part of your question. I'm going to get to your question, but first I have to lie. You're the first part of the question. Okay. You're absolutely right. Since the 1980s, Republican administrations, Democratic administrations uh, have experienced, under their uh, stewardship, experienced higher gas prices in the state of California. We've been ripped off by big oil. We continue to be ripped off by big oil. Big oil now has met a new foe, and that's the state of California, the most aggressive anti-gouging law in America, more transparency being required than any time in America. And yes, we're suing we're suing the industry responsible for this climate crisis. By the way, the same climate crisis. Oh, the totally made up climate crisis? That Ron DeSantis celebrated as human, human caused, who campaigned for a fracking ban, who campaigned to oppose offshore oil drilling. And then two days after he got elected, signed an executive order, by the way, Nikki Haley had you dead to right on this, Ron, signed an executive order doubling down, saying you're adamantly opposed to fracking, adamantly opposed to offshore oil drilling. You were celebrated by the Sierra Club for that action until you weren't. Once again, it shows the hypocrisy of Ron DeSantis. Now you're running away from climate change as things have gotten worse. Hurricanes, wildfires, droughts, and floods. $179 billion of weather-related disasters. And he has no response except talking points from right. big oil. Governor well, Newsom. Uh, that, that was a, that was a mouthful. Uh, again, just, just more lies. But here's the thing. <laughs> California is the only one that oil companies are gouging. Why aren't they doing that to Georgia or Florida or these other states that have lower gas prices? Because of their policies. That's why people are paying more there. Those what Gavin the, Newsom wants to do, talking. what he's doing in California, what Biden wants want. to do nationally is government-dictated green energy policies. <laughs> uh, they want to kneecap uh, fossil fuels and reliable energy. We've already seen what's happening California. They have rolling blackouts. He actually implemented a mandate to buy to buy electric vehicles. So pretty soon in California, you're not going to be able to buy a normal car, only electric yep. vehicles. And they celebrated that as like a great thing. A couple days later, uh, there was a notice from the state government telling all EV owners, do not plug in your EV because they don't have enough grid capacity. That's true. And there's also people that are making TikTok videos of these different charging areas and the line is like people are waiting in line for an hour, 90 minutes. Imagine, so it's like a Tuesday night, okay? Uh, you're like coming home from work and you gotta wait in line for 90 minutes to charge your fucking car. Like, are, are you, like, this is crazy. And, uh, but no, they, they, they want to, and it's gonna be worse. The grid can't handle uh, every car being electric, it's totally preposterous, and they're doing it anyway because these people want to destroy. So he is walking his people into a big-time disaster. Uh. What Biden wants to do is he wants to take the California model. He wants to impose that nationally. He wants to take away your ability to purchase the car that you want. He wants to kneecap reliable energy. And I, he wants to bring these rolling blackouts 
all across the United States of America. It doesn't work. It's going to cause huge problems. We have more energy here. We can be the dominant energy producer well, in the in world. Florida. And you that's what we're going to do. Florida is not a big energy state. state. We have the Marcellus deal. We have the West Texas. We have all of that. So let's do that. No forcing electric vehicles. we got to take a break. American automobile. When we come back, we'll continue. Uh, Cooper sees the truth said uh, Sean Hannity said there is a debate between a red and blue state there's hardly any differences what the fuck Hannity there's hardly any differences are you fucking drunk Hannity my god you're pathetic Sean what a fucking faggot go suck your globalist masters AIDS filled cock Hannity yeah I don't know and there was another thing he said is he trying to joke the problem is like he's too much of a straight guy to be joking and it's like if you're gonna joke joke but you gotta deliver it you can't i have no idea was he joking i have no idea and he said something else before as well oh when he was like oh it's been kind of dull i think that was a joke but the way he delivers it is just just yeah stop with the jokes and stop walking over desantis let him talk that would be what i have to say to hannity i don't like hannity the great state, like red state, blue state debate. More with Governor Ron DeSantis, more Governor Gavin Newsom as we continue. Thank you for being with us from Alpharetta. Welcome, Welcome back to Hannity, the great red state, blue state debate. We continue with Governor Gavin Newsom, Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, uh, these are the numbers for the homeless population in each of your states. It is a big problem <laughs> around the country in the this state is of California. Be amazing. He's going to pretend that it's uh, Florida's got the problem. California, it is 172,000. Or in maybe Florida, he'll complain that Ron didn't pronounce Kutmala Harris's name properly. It is 26,000. Now, the per capita numbers are pretty much the same. For California, it is 44 per uh, 10,000 people, while Florida has 12 per 10,000 people. So, Governor DeSantis, uh, I ask you, why the disparity? What are the policies you are implementing that is different from that of California. California's adopting leftist policies. Gavin Newsom was uh, governor or uh, mayor of San Francisco. Yeah. He put out a 10-year plan like 20 years ago. He was gonna end homelessness. Then a few years later, he had another plan. And now he says he's gonna do, and it's only gotten worse. In the last 10 years in California, the homeless has gone up 45%. It's gone down in Florida. 45%. But it's caused a huge problem with quality of life in, in California. The people that flee always bring up this. They've really empowered lawlessness and drug use. And you know, Gavin Newsom at one point tried to say that California was the freedom state. And I just kind of laugh like you're locking people down, you're doing all this. Uh, but then I thought about it, you know, California does have freedoms uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. You have the, the freedom to uh, have an open-air drug market and use drugs. You have the freedom, if you're an illegal alien, to He's get all these taxpayer him. benefits. So, so those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, oh, but they have contributed yes. to the destruction of the quality of life in California, and the results speak for themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed in addressing the homeless population. Well, I love, the, I love the rant on freedom. I mean, here's a guy who's criminalizing teachers, criminalizing doctors, criminalizing librarians. He's criminalizing people who break the law and who hurt children, and I don't even think he's doing that. Sabibolith, or whatever the fuck that butcher's name is, she's still in Florida making TikTok videos, butchering kids, I'm pretty sure. What, you know, he has, I don't really think he's criminalized them. I wish he, he would.
libertarians and criminalizing women that seek their reproductive care. You're making it harder to you vote. You mean who kill babies? You're banning books. I mean, spare me this notion of freedom. Ask the folks at Disney about freedom and free enterprise. Fuck Disney. Fuck the people that run Disney. Who cares? Ask the folks at the Special Olympics that you threatened to fine with 27 because they were discriminating dollars. against the athletes. Who goes after Special Olympians when it comes to the issue of homelessness? That is wrong. That's being a liberal bully. That's being a bully. Really? They had Down syndrome and you wanted to discriminate against them. Twenty-seven million dollars. They were discriminating against special because they were discriminating against the athletes. They wanted to marginalize the athletes, and you wanted the athletes marginalized. That was wrong. What you did. These are kids with Down syndrome that just wanted to compete. I grew up working to adopt. I don't know anything about this. They tried to ban Down syndrome kids from competing in the Special Olympics. That's ridiculous. Special kids. Special I've been Olympics. working with Special You're a liberal all my life. You wanted How them dare to be. You wanted How them to be ostracized. You threatened you to find Special Olympians from Florida. Twenty-seven so million dollars in fines. This is the routes. way you treat. Oh, yeah, I, but, by the way, I, no, hold on. Your, it's your no, no, turn. no. Let me say. I can handle that. I can handle it. I'm used to that. But you know what? You wanted her your not attacks to on the trans community, you your attacks on the gay and lesbian community. That's wrong. You attack vulnerable communities. You attack women. And we made sure they could compete. Relax. I can handle he it. Is I'm used to bully. You're nothing but a bully. You're I bully. understand that. Intimidating and humiliating people. That's your calling Why card. Why did you want the and special by the way, Olympians not to be able to compete? How well is it going for you? Why how did you well want them not to be able to compete? How well is this Why campaign do you not going? Want them to be He's able not going to let me talk. So I don't talk understand to the why you would want to discriminate Again, against I'll remind you, you the so. blueprint. He wanted them the to be excluded from Florida. the Special Olympics. Let me, let me, has put let me, Ron DeSantis 41 points down to Donald Trump as you try to get tough We said that Trump Trump. Let's go back to the homelessness. The issue of homelessness has been an issue for decades, decades in the making in the state of California ever since we started shuttering down our mental health institutions back in the day, in Ronald Reagan's day. The difference is I'm the first governor in California history to take this head on. We are investing unprecedented resources, more accountability. We've gotten 68,000 people off the streets, close to 6,000 encampments we've gotten off the streets. We've also invested in unprecedented resources in reforming our behavioral health system. Ron has literally the worst mental health system in America, forgive me, outside of, of Mississippi and Texas. And so with all due respect to being lectured on some of these topics, Ron DeSantis is not the one right. I'm going to be well, listening 30 to. 30-second response. I mean, You're, uh, so, well, I'm looking at total time. Governor DeSantis yeah, look, about this, two this, minutes. This, this, he is, needs it. this is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities. That oh yeah, he, um, he uh, it was about uh, the vaccine. So DeSantis sued the Special Olympics because they tried to force all their athletes to take the poison. And so good for him and, uh, and he won. So that's good. And fuck the people that tried to, your life isn't hard enough. You're born with Down syndrome or whatever else the people have who are competing in the Special Olympics. Your life's not hard enough. They want to inject you with fucking poison. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, <laughs> except 
when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined That's the streets true. with Chinese flags. They didn't put American That's flags true. there. They cleaned everything up. So they're That's willing so to do it for a communist dictator, so but they're not willing to do correct. it for their own people. I, just, I want to get in with such, the limited time we have left. I want to get there are two very important nonsense. issues we have not hit. After the Hamas terror attacks on October the 7th, we have seen what is nothing short of a disturbing outbreak right. of virulent hatred, anti-Semitism around the world, in the halls of our Congress, on American streets, on college campuses. Last month, outside in Sydney uh, Opera House, in Australia, we've seen it all over Europe, but in Australia, anti-Israeli protesters literally in this day and age chanting, gas the Jews, F the Jews. Mm -hmm. In American cities, we have protesters calling for global Islamic war and demanding that Israel be wiped off the map or in the words of Congresswoman Tlaib, from the river to the sea. Israel, meanwhile, is vowing to eradicate the terrorist group Hamas. But according to a report in the New York Times this week, U.S. officials have warned Israel that they need more uh, to fight more surgically in Gaza. Governor Newsom, 30 seconds for you. We have to cut back on time. Right. How, do, how can Israel win the war against this terrorist group using surgical strikes and directions well, from, the, from Joe Biden? Israel. I visited Israel. I met with families, hostages. I saw videos of children being killed in front of their parents, parents being killed in front of their children. I saw a beheading with a garden hoe. Uh, this is not complicated to me. This is a fight between good and evil. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and they need to be eliminated, not just for the people of Israel and Jews around the world, but for the Palestinians themselves. But when it comes to the issue of anti-Semitism, you just mentioned a lot of things that have been occurring on Ron DeSantis's watch. He's going to he swing it around to the seven white guys on the overpass. Had nothing. You're calling Mass him anti-Semitic? Marching. I'm oh, saying oh. what ha he countenanced anti-Semitism, oh, and now he's finally talking a big game. Bro. Ron DeSantis sucks Israel's dick maybe more than anyone I have ever seen. How could you say he's ever since October 7th? Right, for the sake of, the mass for the, man for the sake of fairness of time, the gentlemen said nothing. Governor oh, DeSantis, oh, nothing on these that, uh, issues. Look Hamas at the record, Governor DeSantis. Than a he second. is criminalizing criticism of Jews and Israel in his state. There's a guy right now in jail. The guy that dresses up, puts the makeup on, he's in jail right now, as far as I understand. And they're trying to put him away for a year on a littering thing. What are you talking? That's amazing. That's amazing. Holocaust. They want to destroy Israel and wipe every single Jew uh, off the map. Uh, Israel has every right to defend itself to the hilt. Biden should not be kneecapping them in any way, shape, or form. And by the way, Biden stranded a lot of American citizens over there. We're trying to get home. So I did an executive order in Florida, and we sent planes over to Israel right in the aftermath of October 7th, and we saved over 700 Americans, mostly Floridians, but not all, uh, because Biden wouldn't do it. Finally, Biden started dumping people in Greece, and then they were sending a bill to the Americans just to get to Greece. If you come to this country illegally, they will pay to fly you all over the place. They'll put you up in hotel at no expense. But yet our own citizens fleeing a war zone, they're going to send you a bill. Joe Biden failed those people, and we stepped up and got right, it. Let me done. ask you, you I want to turn to the... You don't have a lot of time. On your streets for years I want to turn to the issue, gentlemen, of China. Um, I talk about this often. Intellectual property theft, unfair trade practices, uh, the 
China has been hostile to our fighter jets in international airspace, hostile to our Navy in international waterways. Uh, we know all about the China spy balloon that happened eight days right across the United States over military installations. Uh, the communist Chinese, they have nationals buying up thousands of acres of ranch land, farmland, and land near military installations. Their hostility towards Taiwan. Uh, they are, Governor DeSantis, our number one geopolitical foe. I don't see that the Biden administration has been tough with them. What would you do differently? Well, first, in Florida, we ban China from buying land in our state, because you're right. You don't want them buying farmland or land near military bases. So we acted. We also got the Confucius Institutes out of our universities. Good. China should not be involved in our universities at all. Uh, what you need to do is you need to have hard power in the Indo-Pacific <laughs> to deter China's ambitions. You need to take the economy and we need enough. to decouple from China. We're dependent on them for so many things. And then finally, we need to get serious about their influence in this country. They shouldn't be able to buy farmland anywhere. I can tell you this, I would not go to China and grovel in front of Xi uh, like Gavin Newsom did. He says China's a partner uh, on climate change. China's adding two new coal plants every year. China's laughing uh, at us sure. with what they're doing. So yes, they're the number one threat we face and we need to take it seriously and Joe Biden is not doing that. It's just, this is just a reminder, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's a question some people are probably asking. I know Nikki Haley's campaign is asking, when are you gonna drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? Why the fuck would you, do? first of all, first of all, none of them have a shot. Okay, so if you want to ask each one of them, why are you still in? It's time to unite. Uh, and I mean, they're not going to unite. These people they hate populists. They hate Trump. They're probably going to. It's, it's we're probably going to see some shit we've never seen before. But the idea that he needs to make way for Nikki Haley—that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. She laid you out. Please. You're a walking hypocrite. You you what about, you're a walking you hypocrite what about China? on the issue of China. This is I'm the guy <laughs> that was looking for direct foreign trade from China, was doing trade shows, open up an awesome... That's already been debunked. That's absolutely true. You talk about the liberal fact-checkers. Even the liberal fact-checkers did that. Donald Trump that, himself so. today called Please. you Red Ron for Please. a reason, because of your complete hypocrisy. All right, we're almost out of time. talking a big game. I confronted Xi Our on the issue of fentanyl, Ron. Oh, I confronted them on human, human rights. rights. You didn't. He's fucking laughing at you. I absolutely did with the foreign minister and the vice president and other leaders in China. You talk a big game. Meanwhile, we're over time. Tweet Final out. question. Uh, Governor DeSantis, we owe you about 90 seconds, but you get the last word as per the coin flip. What are you giving me? Five seconds? What do, what do I get? No, I'll do okay. You should get nothing. Uh, you should be dragged off the stage in handcuffs. Uh, a little more generous right, than that. Um, uh, look, it's been a very passionate debate tonight. Actually, it's been fun to be a part of. I, I think the American people will decide. Um, governing philosophies could not be more different. But let me ask you this, kind of a fun question. You, you both clearly love your states. Uh, you visited each other's state. Uh, Governor DeSantis, um, you can take as much time as you want. You have an extra 90 seconds. What is your favorite thing about the state of California? And well, I give them five minutes for this. I oh, love go it. right That's ahead. a good question. Five, well, all right, we'll stay longer. When, uh, five minutes, when Governor. When I got orders as, yeah. a, as a Navy lieutenant uh, to go to Naval Amphibious Base Coronado, I had not spent any real time in California in my life. 
Florida native, and I'm very proud of the state. Uh, but I got down there, uh, and that strand is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And then all up and down, just a tremendous coastline. I do believe California has more natural advantages than any state in the country, um, which is why when you have so many people leaving on net, you know, that's hard to do. Like, people don't want to leave there because it really is such a beautiful area. And, and I'm proud of the military installations that are there. I'm proud of what the, what the Navy's been able to do uh, in conjunction uh, with the state. It was really important duty. Uh, it really helped forge me uh, as an individual and, and as an American. And so I'll always have very, very fond memories uh, of that nice strand down there in Southern California. I love that. I mean, what do you Reagan, no, what do you love? I don't know what you love Reagan about used to California. Call California Coast of Dreams. By the way, look, what do you I, love about Florida? What, what I love about your question is the comedy in the question, meaning, you know what? We all want to be loved. We need to be loved. We all want to be protected, respected and connected. I think I there is a unity frame here about any of that. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Uh, you, you said it well. I mean, I, I, Ron, I have no doubt. Ron DeSantis loves this country. I love this country. It's not about red versus blue. It's red, white, and blue. The United States of America. And I think we're all better off and we're all better off. And so I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate you, Ron, being a family man. You've got three incredible kids. I appreciate your wife, your sacrifice, and I appreciate your military service. But I also appreciate we do have fundamental differences about the fate and future of this country. And that's why I'm going to be working so hard to get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris reelected in 2024. You couldn't resist. You had to go right back to 2024. Uh, all right, here's the last question. Would you do this again? I, I, well, you know, I, I hope we, we could do you know another half debating? hour. I got all Joe, night. Joe Biden Let's should show up to a debate. Uh, listen, That's why I, I, I have, show up to a I have another 20 minutes, and I've got a well, lot I, of questions. I'm happy to. You want to stay? Let's <laughs> just do an extended hour. We want, we'll, I'm happy to do it. Uh, okay. Then this I, has I, been so from what I understand, <clears throat> It's been widely reported that uh, Newsom's wife put an end to this extended part. So I think they go for a little bit, but she like put a stop to it for some reason. Fun. I, I think it's been fun and I think it's been more entertaining. I'm sorry to the guests that I've been invited. I got to take a break though in the meantime. Uh, we've got to pay some bills. It's not a cheap set we built no. for y'all. Um, I hope you like it. Uh, courtesy of your favorite channel, Fox News. And you do admit you walk, watch off it. <laughs> we'll take a break. They've agreed to stay. Well, that's, uh, I guess, a debate on the fly. We'll continue on the other side and later have live post-debate coverage. We are in Alpharetta, Georgia, the great. All right, welcome back to Hannity, a red state, blue state debate. Uh, by mutual agreement, uh, both candidates had other commitments, and they realized afterwards they couldn't stay longer. Uh, but we appreciate them all being here tonight. Okay, what did you think about it? Was there a winner, loser, oh, winners, so, losers? Okay, so they didn't, so, okay, so they didn't even get to an extra session. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so she, like, shut the whole thing down, apparently. You get to react. Anyway, here joining us, co-host of The Five and former Democrat. All right, so that's that. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. All right, so let's, uh, I'll just, I guess I'll briefly recap. Uh, I thought DeSantis did good, um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he's got no shot against Trump. Uh, they should have had him in adversarial situations from the beginning. Uh, I thought he did fine. It, it was his best debate performance by far. And it's because he's much more comfortable in uh, going up against an actual enemy uh, rather than like even the Republicans. He's like competing against them. But there's it's just not he doesn't do well in any of that. But he does really well in very adversarial situations, particularly with the media. And uh, so, yeah, I thought he did good. 
And I think that he's run the worst campaign in the history, arguably in politics. Uh, it's really uh, all he needs is his like uh, Howard Dean moment to just completely. I, I don't even know if he needs that. How bad was Howard Dean doing after his uh, his scream on stage? And it just it's been run so bad. It makes me think that people are sabotaging him. I, I really I have to wonder. I have to wonder if they're sabotaging. I mean, you, you alienate the guy who had arguably the most political capital in the Republican Party, beloved governor, uh, and and you've destroyed all that capital by basically making him an enemy of the populists that support Trump in the party. That is insane. Why would you do that? That's total insanity. And, and it might even get worse because they might try to do some sort of bullshit at the convention that even if Trump gets the votes, they're going to give it to to DeSantis. I think they can do that. That would be total insanity, but we'll see. All right, let's go to some of these videos that um, we did not get to yesterday. Um, oh, David Pakman interviewed Brian, Brian Stelter. I mean, what are you kidding me with this? Today, we welcome to the program Brian Stelter, Vanity Fair special correspondent, fuck? also author of the book Network of Lies, the epic saga of Fox News. You're wearing an old lady's jacket. That's like something an old lady would wear. News, Donald Trump and the battle for American democracy. Brian, it's so good to have you on. You know, I, I'm interested in what you have to say on this, not only because the book is interesting and it's a really interesting look at what took place after the 2020 election, but also because you have experience in this industry. You know a lot of what the conversations are like behind the scenes when coverage is unfolding on a particular major issue. So just to start with, as I understand in the book, you make the argument, as I understand your argument, that Fox News was a major factor in the idea that the 2020 election was stolen, even getting the pickup and the attention that it did among Republican voters. Why? Why do you feel that that's the case? Yeah, that's right. The big lie didn't just happen. You know, Donald Trump did not just conjure this out of thin air. Again, faggot people watched on election night. That's why they think the election was stolen, because they saw it happen. It was made to happen and it happened in large part on Fox News. You know, yes, there were these ideas in the fever swamps of the Internet even before Fox started to air them. But on the weekend that President Biden was projected to be president-elect, on that weekend when crowds ran into the streets in New York and Washington and L.A., that was the very same weekend when Fox News presented a counter-narrative, a, a different story, a story that Trump was really the victim and that a company called Dominion was one of the villains, the rigging machines and stealing the election from Trump. And in, in telling that story, Fox gave Trump and millions of fans false hope that maybe Trump would actually win, that maybe actually he could be reelected, that he could stay in power. So it's no wonder why some Fox you know, addicts boarded planes, flew to Washington, showed up at the Capitol on January 6th. You know, it was because of a story that was told for weeks and weeks and weeks on TV. Do you think that the conversation behind the scenes at Fox as the weeks turned to months and they continued signal boosting some of this stuff, was their primary conversation about what is true and how likely is it Trump may get this thing overturned? Or is their conversation about what is going to get us the best ratings? 
ratings. That's right. That is what it was about. Uh, but it, you don't. You didn't work at Fox. I don't believe anything you say. It was very, uh, very seldom a conversation about what is real and more conversation of what will rate, what's going to rate. And look, I worked at CNN. I understand the ratings pressures to some degree. Uh, yeah. I looked forward to seeing the ratings for my Sunday show every Tuesday morning because I wanted to see how well I stacked up against my competition. Hmm. And, you know, there's there's a there's an element of ego and also joy to that. It's just fun. It's interesting It you know, to think about what do viewers want to hear? What do they want to watch where it goes off the rails, though, is where you have producers at Fox studying the minute by minute rating, something I never saw at CNN, huh. almost like, a, you know, up and down like a line graph where you can see every guest, every banner, every story, what rates best and what doesn't. And, and what happened inside Fox in November of 2020 is that lies about voter fraud are what rated best. It's what caused the producers to keep repeating these uh, stories over and over again. There's an idea that some have that if in the net net this backfired for Fox in the sense that the Dominion lawsuit imploded, all of these other issues, the the um, way in which this has now taken on legal liability. They got rid of Tucker Carlson and that was a big draw for them, et cetera. Is it even accurate, though, to say that that's the right calculation? Like what's missing from that analysis? You know, I quote a researcher in the book saying maybe what happened with Dominion and Fox was that Fox had to pay a lying tax. And this is just the cost of doing business. Uh, total bullshit. But I hope this standard is applied to every one of you. For an right. like Fox, they're going to tell stories that their audience wants to hear. Some of those stories are going to be not just untrue, but defamatory. Uh, dishonest, deceptive, maybe defamatory. And as a result, you know, they're going to have to pay settlements. And I think that's a pretty cynical way to view it. But there's some truth to it hmm. uh, that, you know, this was the cost of doing business for Fox. This was the cost of being in cahoots with Donald Trump and following him down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories about the 2020 election. Ironically, it's not Trump that had to pay $787.5 million. It was Fox. And yes, networks like Fox have insurance for these sorts of things. But this is not the only case. You know, Dominion settled, but Smartmatic is actually deposing Rupert Murdoch right now. You know, yeah. there are still cases that are very much alive. They're going to cause further financial pain for Fox, further <clears throat> reputational damage. Hopefully, instead of going after you civilly, someone goes after you criminally. That would really be some shit. That would be fantastic. Further erosion of their credibility. And I think, David, that's the broader point here, is that accountability for the big lie can come in many forms. We're seeing it through the, the criminal uh, courts. Of the yeah, <clears throat> accountability. I'm so glad you're providing the playbook for how we can marginalize you and criminalize you. This is fantastic. Yeah, there has to be accountability for lies and there has to be accountability for the COVID propaganda. So David Pakman, Brian Stelter, all of them, they need to be tribunaled and put in prison. You've sold me 100%, Brian. The civic, so through the civil courts, with cases like Dominion, we're seeing public pressure, shame, embarrassment. Like we're seeing big lie accountability. But for Fox, yeah, it might be the cost of doing business. Based on your reporting, to what degree was the Tucker Carlson firing related to the Dominion settlement? There were this idea that it's preemptive because there's this lawsuit coming and, you know, all the different <clears throat> details that are there or a, a different story that's told, which is 
it was an opportunity that worked, but there were actually factions that wanted to get rid of Tucker already. Where does that all kind of land for you at this point? Tucker Carlson has claimed that he knows for a fact that he was fired as a condition of the Dominion settlement. And I think that's yet another one of his own conspiracy theories, yet another one of the falsehoods that he has promoted to millions of people. There's just no evidence that Dominion wanted him fired or tried to get him fired. In fact, there's lots of evidence to the contrary. Dominion wanted Tucker to testify because they thought he was going to help their case. He thought mm -hmm. he was going to help Dominion's case uh, in front of a jury. That's because Tucker Carlson dismantled Trump-aligned lawyer Sidney Powell in November of 2020. Tucker went on the air and said, we want to see the evidence, but you won't show it to us. Shame on you, Sidney Powell. It's the paraphrase. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's no evidence for Tucker's conspiracy theory about this. What, what does make sense is that Dominion forced Fox to look Tucker in the face and recognize his intolerability. Here's what I mean by that. Dominion was able to obtain so many emails and texts and memos from inside Fox, including messages where Tucker Carlson used the C word to insult female executives, mm. where he was very, oh, very nasty. How dare you call someone a cunt? See, about some of his colleagues, where he used a phrase, he said, that's not how white men fight in a way that it seemed very racial. So yep. there were all these messages that the Fox board of directors had to confront. They had to face who he was. They even brought in an outside law firm because they were so worried about the possible damage to the company. So Dominion was a factor insofar as they had to actually fess up to the guy that they were promoting as the face of Fox News. But that wasn't Dominion's fault. That was Fox's fault. They promoted him. They nurtured him. They coddled him for years. They looked the other way. They put up with all of his conspiracy theories. They promoted him as he was going out further and further onto a, a you know, kind of a, a limb with his craziness and his apocalyptic visions of America in decline. Like that was all Rupert Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch's doing. And eventually, Lachlan just couldn't take it anymore. There were there were so many reasons to cut ties with him. Do you he? I know that he has argued that he's coming out on top because now he's publishing content to X and Elon Musk loves it and so on and so forth. But was Fox News really the best platform for Tucker in terms of building what he built? Hmm. Um, if if viewers are the metric, then no. And it's much better to be on Twitter because you're getting more viewers. I think the, the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes, because Bullshit. Fox is still the beating Fox, heart. Fox News was a cage. Fox News was a cage. Of the GOP, mm. speaking mostly to an older white Christian conservative audience that is still addicted to cable, that is still tethered to the cable cord, that is not, you know, uh, streaming the way that a lot of your your viewers and, 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 and my listeners are. So I think it's a a different dynamic. Um, yes, he can say that he's going out and building something new and posting videos to X, but he doesn't have the same influence that he had before. How is it possible to not have the same influence when you have a larger audience? That doesn't make any sense. He doesn't have the same gravitational pull. What are you talking about? He might be the fucking vice presidential candidate under Trump because the Fox platform. By the way, I noticed this about Tucker Carlson. He's going on independent shows. He just went on Dave Smith. I was blown away. I There was the, um, the, the thumbnail and I was like, oh, I guess Dave Smith's gonna talk about Tucker Carlson. And no, Dave, not only did he go on Dave Smith's show, apparently 
he texts Dave Smith from time to time and is like, hey, good job, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, so Tucker Carlson is watching independent media. That's fantastic. He's going on shows where people, you know, like, like normal people shows. There was another guy, I forget the name of him. He had like a, uh, um, he was using a green screen, but he was having like a normal conversation with this guy who had just a normal YouTube show. That's fantastic. I hope he continues to do that. So, yeah, I didn't, you know, it's not something that I expected. Tucker Carlson watches independent media. That's very good. Now, uh, I, I would love, I mean, Styx doesn't usually have like another person on the show, but that would be phenomenal to see him. You know, I like Dave Smith. Dave Smith, he's a reasonable guy, but I'd love to see Tucker Carlson go on like, a, I don't know who it would be, but like one of the one of the like real deal independent media people that would be uh, fantastic it doesn't have to be sticks i just use that as an example of someone that i hold in higher regard but uh, that would be uh, that would be fantastic is still really powerful not among all americans definitely not among younger americans but still among that gop base you know the 70 year old uh, you know guy that's definitely going to vote in every primary that's the Fox core constituency. And that was, for a while, Tucker's fan base. He was able to share that audience with Trump and, and Fox. But because Tucker was canceled, uh, his show was canceled in April, you know, I think he's lost a connection to a lot of those viewers. How? And How? He has a larger audience. We'll see if he's able to rebuild. By the way, I mean, look, it's anecdotal, but the people that I know that would watch him on Fox, they watch him on Twitter. And they'll text me, they're like, did you see Tucker Carlson? So like, what are you talking about? it now or not let's talk a little bit about what's been going on at cnn and I another thing that is good and i'm not really a gut person i don't really watch him uh, i'm not anti-gut i just don't the it's just I, I i don't really watch him but he has he's now i think him and waters are now like the top guys um i think hannity still gets decent ratings but anyway the reason i bring up gut is he, he did something that could possibly, people are suspecting, could lead to his firing. And I, th I think that's always a good thing because Greg Gutfeld, uh, he has a large uh, audience. So if he went independent, he would have a huge, he would have huge success if he went independent. Maybe not as much as Tucker Carlson, but he would definitely, absolutely have success if he went independent, whether you like him or not. Because I don't care. Like, I, I'm not even... And Jesse Waters, I don't really give a shit about Jesse Waters. I would make the same argument here. I want corporate media dismantled. And if you make the mistake of firing Greg Gutfeld because he simply stood up for Tucker Carlson live on air, and apparently people were uncomfortable with that, good. Make that mistake. And so make independent media stronger where you have a guy who can just... I mean, he wouldn't have to do anything. What are you going to do? He could, that guy could turn his camera on with no production value and he would get a core part of his audience to watch. And of course, people like that, they have money. They're not going to do that. They're going to do what Tucker Carlson's doing, which you're going to have production value and you're going to have employees and you're going to be able to do something. So it's incredible. It, it, it weakens the power of places like Fox News when they fire people. And so uh, I, 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 hope, I hope that happens. And I hope Greg Gutfield becomes more successful than he ever would have been at Fox News on his own. So, yeah, very interesting. And like I said, all he did is just like kind of agree with what Elon Musk said about advertisers. And then he, and he brought up Tucker Carlson. And that, yeah, that was uh, totally valid.
I know it may be difficult or, or impossible for you to no, be totally no, objective about it since you were kind of caught up in the so-called revamp. And listen, I, I've had I had a Spanish language show I was doing, which ended. I was never really even told why I had my suspicions. OK, things happen in this business. People are in, people are out, whatever. What's your assessment? I would look, I'm not Spanish. OK, I'm an outsider. I get the impression that uh, there's a decent amount of Spanish people. Not the biggest fan of David Pakman like homosexuals. I'm not saying that they're against all homosexuals. Um, you know, whatever. Um, but like David Pakman, if you if you say, do you think Hispanics as a whole would accept David Pakman? I would say no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that. I mean, look at him. You. I mean, what are you kidding me? <laughs> of the so-called revamp. By the way, a good question would be, what group would accept David Pakman? I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. That CNN launched, which didn't even really get completed before there was already another change to the revamps, revamp. How do you assess what's happening on CNN? Uh, I think right now CNN is excelling because they're in the middle of covering a couple huge stories. One, of course, being the war between Israel and Hamas, and that's CNN at its best you know, covering those sorts of conflicts and events. Uh, covering the 2024 election is another one. And mm. right now, I don't I don't see, uh, I, I, you know, I don't see CNN pulling punches or, or going easy on any of the candidates. <laughs> I, I see some pretty, you know, fear, fearless, uh, truth-telling journalism. But what you're oh, talking about- Oh, these people, it, the, oh my God. The beauty is that very few people believe this shit. Uh, can you have, uh, wow. Yeah, they don't pull punches. Uh, yeah, they, they definitely don't do propaganda for Democrats. About, you know, that, that so-called revamp, you know, that phase where uh, you saw a new president of CNN come in and say that, um, you know, covering Trump wasn't that difficult. You know, he should be on the air. There should be a town hall. Yeah. I, I know there's a lot of, you know, complex feelings about that. Here's, here's the way I view it, which might be a little bit different. I think, you know, CNN in the Trump era, CNN in the Trump presidency, we were at a certain volume. The volume was very high for very yes. good reason. Uh, this was an unprecedented and sometimes dangerous situation with, with a commander in chief who was telling the public uh, that the press was the enemy. That you are the enemy, 100%. It's even worse than that. I don't know what other saying you could come up with, but you absolutely are the enemy. That places like CNN hate you. Oh, 100%. That they should be destroyed. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. With prejudice, with fucking prejudice, legally, humanely, and politically, of course. You know. After a fair trial. Really. I am, in fact, hard, fair trial bastard. Awful language from the President of the United States. And at the same time, we were trying to tell the truth as loudly as we could. The volume was very high. So I think what was happening post Trump is the volume was coming down. And I think that's true before Chris Licht arrived. What are you talking about? The volume was coming down. After Trump left, you then went to war with his supporters, more than you already were at. As the head of CNN, the volume was coming down. And Licht wanted to keep bringing the volume down, which was something that a lot of the anchors, I won't speak for others, uh, my, you know, yours truly as an anchor at the time, I agreed with that vision, uh, with that idea. Let's, let's not always be at 11 when it doesn't have to always be at 11. So anyway, I would just suggest it was more of a gradual change. And what are this? Is this a brooch? Are you wearing a brooch on your lady's grandma jacket? You're wearing a jacket that a grandmother would wear. Uh, and is that a brooch right there? What is, why? Oh, it's just incredible.
Maybe he made. Oh, made it's a it. zipper. It looked like a brooch. No, I think noises. that's what those are called. They're like pins that old women wear on their blouses and jackets. About it, maybe he made it, uh, you know, more prominent. Or maybe it's not just old women. I don't know. Um, I don't really know. But, you know, here's the issue. I just remember when I was a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you, you especially in like the '80s, there was no internet. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was literally nothing. So you had toys, and then you had, like, th places that you explored, right? So you would be at Grandma's house, and you would just start looking through shit, and, you know. And I remember she had these brooches that had these pins on them that looked like they could kill a man. And I remember I would look at these things like, my God, look at how fucking big... Like, it was... I mean, I, And I would think, like, wouldn't you be afraid... This is a kid reasoning. Wouldn't you be afraid you would, like, prick yourself with it? Anyway, that's what that made me remember. Brian Stelter. Very feminine jacket. With the volume thing. Yep. We are facing, once again, uh, an incredibly difficult situation where the leading candidate for the Republican nomination is an election denier. Uh, he has anti-democratic impulses. Again, this is, that's made-up communist gobbledygook. Uh, he has a, a vision for a second term that is uh, unlike anything this country's seen. Hopefully. And, and so it's time to raise the volume. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, the, the volume is going to naturally get louder. There's going to be assertive, aggressive coverage. There has to be in order to speak truth to power. So, uh, I, you know, I think that's, I think that's what we're going to see. You know see. the other thing about this guy? He's like a marble mouth. Do you hear how he talks? He can't even talk clearly. How does a person like that get a job? I guess because you're obedient. Oh, and also he was, he was given uh, Jeff Zucker blowjobs. There's no, no question. His ratings were exceptionally poor, exceptionally poor, and he managed to keep his show for years. He was doing something. There's something going on there. I think that's what we are seeing. I think the new new boss at CNN, Mark Thompson, yeah. has uh, has urged the staff, don't get caught up in in these, you know, d debates about, uh, you know how to how to reach all viewers or how to be impartial just go report the news fearlessly so on that note we know a lot of the stories that the political right tells about why cnn and msnbc are bad <laughs> i'm also interested in your view though or maybe i'm particularly interested in, in your view on the criticisms from some on the left of cnn and msnbc are that they are pushing basically center leftism the corporate Democrat line and that actual progressive ideas, many of which are quite popular in the United States, if you just yeah. ask people about ideas, that yeah. those don't really have a place on CNN nor on, on MSNBC. Is that mm -hmm. a fair criticism? I think it's a it's an interesting criticism and there are elements of fairness and it should be we at least should talk about it. Why are things the way they are? Right. Who gets booked on TV and who doesn't? Yep. What what stories are selected and which aren't? And I would suggest to you that, that comes, and maybe this, maybe it shouldn't work this way, but I would suggest to you that it mostly is a product of candidates, of politicians, of elected officials, of who's in charge, of who's running for president, and then who is in key offices, who, you know, because let's, let's say you're a Sunday show host the way I was. If you're a Sunday show host, you want to book people who have power, who have influence. You want to book the heads of committees. You want to book elected officials or people seeking higher office. You want to book. And Brian, when you say you want to, this is you personally, or this is this is what your bosses expect, or what? I, what I is mean, the? I mean personally. I mean okay. personally, but I think this is true for other anchors as well. Okay. So when you have a Bernie Sanders running for president, suddenly right. his ideas, his views, the views of his voters 
are, are, are more prominent. They are better represented in the cable news discourse just by virtue of him running for office, right? Mm. And I, I think we see that uh, these days with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilan Omar and others. They have widened the aperture for the discussions that happen, at least this is the way I view it, on CNN and MSNBC, because they are there representing constituents uh, and representing voters and bringing uh, points of view that you're not going to hear from, you know, from older lawmakers who have been around for decades who are going to say the same old things. So I, I guess I would suggest that it's more... It's less about um, you know uh, corporate mandates, which I never really experienced at CNN. It's less top-down saying we're going to cover the news from this way or we're going to focus on this topic. I think it has more to do with who are the people in power or the people seeking power. Are they being fairly covered? Now, that opens us up, up David, to an interesting question, which is what about the, the insurgent candidates? What about the outsiders who are trying to get elected? What about third-party candidates? You know, And those, I think, are very real you know, uh, points to make. Like, you know, in 2016, for example, you know, CNN had town halls with the Green Party and Libertarian Party. Like, and that's important to make sure that we're showing the full spectrum of public opinion and, and what is possible out there. But do you think I'm... CNN had a Libertarian town hall? Oh, um, is he talking about Aleppo? I, I do. Yeah, I think there was, I think Aleppo, Gary Johnson, there was something in 2015, I think. But I don't remember there being one in 2020. Making any sense? Yeah, I mean, I think what some in my audience are angry about, and they're angry with me as well, by the way, even though I'm not in corporate media, is some in my audience believe that Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. should be getting way more attention. Now, at one point, they were both running as part of a Democratic primary that wasn't actually happening. And, and because <laughs> Joe Biden is the incumbent and that's what the DNC is doing. RFK is now independent. It turned out a lot of his supporters are actually on the right. And it was interesting to Fox News until all of a sudden the RFK vote might actually hurt Trump more hurt than it Trump. hurts Biden. All <laughs> these things, all these things shift around. Right. But I think the concern some have is what is the right amount of coverage, for example, for a Marianne Williamson to get, given that she is polling six ish, but there's not actually a primary. But that's a problem that many people say is because they don't get attention to begin with. Right. I would say that. Um there is there is a this does get to a flaw, you know, within the media about editors and producers and political directors deciding who they believe is electable. Right. Who they believe is legitimate, who they believe is viable. And there is truth to that. But then at the end of the day, the voters are ultimately the ones to decide. You know, I'm, I'm picturing the night that AOC won in New York and that New York one crew was there and she was, you know, you were seeing her live reaction like to that surprise victory. Like at the end yeah. of the day, she didn't get a lot of press coverage before she was elected, but she was still able to, to get across the finish line. So, you know, there's there's a lot of different factors at play here. What I think is important to note is that viewers, readers, listeners, they do have a lot of power. Um, not just in what they choose to listen to and watch and read and consume, but also in uh, writing emails, in being heard and making their voices heard. You know, public pressure in all of its forms does matter. And I don't say that in terms of like, go bombard, you know, MSNBC or CNN with thousands of emails. But look, I actually, you know, on my program, some of my best booking ideas, my best guests started as an idea from a viewer. And I, I tell that to make the point that it is not it's not top down, at least not my not, not in my experience at CNN. I had a tremendous amount of autonomy. Mm. So if people didn't like something. It was on me, not on anybody else. You know, it wasn't that um, the, I'll give you an example. Oftentimes there's this misperception that 
uh, what's covered on television news is impacted by advertisers. Well, you know, I don't even know who was advertising on my show. I didn't even see the well, bitch. You're you're an underling. You wouldn't know. Why? How? Why would you know? It's to the people above you. Ads. Because what kind of argument is that? I was in the middle. I know that the, the the TV is literally black when the commercials are running. So like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just giving an example of a misperception. Why would you have to watch the commercials? That doesn't even make any sense. That that is out there, and I understand why it exists. That's a horrible argument. There's nothing to the advertisers having a say because your screen was black? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but at the end of the day, oh my you know, God. if anything, these shows need input from viewers. They need feedback from the audience. It makes, those, makes the shows better. And I think that's an empowering, I hope that's an empowering thing to point out. Um. <laughs> I guess the one thing that I <laughs> would add bitch. to that is, because we also used to hear like from RT anchors, no one tells me what to say, but to some degree, I think we do have to recognize the people that are there are there in part because they know, hey, we don't have to worry about what Brian's going to say in terms of our advertisers. We're choosing him for that reason. So I, I, I completely understand the point you're making about nobody was coming in and saying you've got to do this or you can't do that. You don't know the advertisers at the same time. People are hired to some degree because they are considered appropriate for the totality of that network. And that includes being brand safe. I'm sure you would acknowledge. Hmm. I, you know, I guess to some degree, but I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to picture, you know, I, you hire this, you know, I was like 29 years old, <laughs> hired at CNN 2013. I'm yeah. trying to picture like seven years later when I'm on the program, picking literally any story I want, picking literally any guest I want. I just, uh, you know, uh, ridiculous bald faggot. If you chose a story about vaccine side effects, they wouldn't even have aired it. You're a fucking liar. Was I was I, you know, I, I, I'd like to think I'd like to think that the world is more complicated than the way that, you know, that you portray. I think all of these are factors. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's, hey, we got to pick someone who will never offend an advertiser. But to some degree, I think there is a pedigree and your background as a reporter, I'm sure, played a role in it. In other words, people don't randomly end up there with no connection whatsoever to what viewers or advertisers aren't going to have a problem with. It's not an indictment of anybody's particular reporting or the production of the show. I think there's just a structural reality that's mm. important to consider when you analyze any program. Well, I'll give you an example like what I think about structural reality. Yeah. When, when I hear that, I think more about the idea that when you're doing an hour long show on cable news, you do need to hit your ad breaks. You're going to sure. have five ad breaks. Again, I don't know who the sponsors are going to be on any given day, but you got to make time for 20 minutes of ads. Yeah. Plus, you're going to put on segments of a certain length. Yes. You're going to try to have a certain variety of segments. You're going to end up producing something that's more formulaic than what you do online. Sure. And so I guess where I come down on this is I want a strong, healthy, vibrant CNN and MSNBC. I want to have a Fox News in this country that's more reality based and is not, you know, uh, undermining, uh, you know, basic uh, ethics and morals. But but the point is, I want to have all of those. You have no morals kinds of channels. But then I also am grateful that we have this burgeoning independent media that is going to rely on uh, subscriber revenue directly. That's going to have a more direct relationship with the with the audience. Like, right. I guess I, I guess what I'm trying to say is all of the above. All the above is the is the better approach is the better way to go. Consumers are better served when there's a wider array of outlets, including, by the way, public media, right? Subsidized, uh, you know, the PBS and NPR model, yep. foundations and donors, all of that. 
you know, let's get as many different forms as we can. So I think ultimately we're better off as a society. Hard to disagree with that. That's for sure. Uh, the book is Network of Lies, the epic saga of Fox News, Donald Trump and the what a bitch. He's still a bitch. Um, oh, that was uh, OK. Let's see. We did that one. Um, is this I think oh, we saw that one. OK. Uh, Elon Musk endorses psychotic Pizzagate theory. This is the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice. So Elon news, Musk apparently. has, of course, been facing in almost an advertiser boycott, right? You have advertisers fleeing Twitter slash X at a thousand miles an hour. Now, why is that? Because Elon Musk is the face of the company and he routine. By the way, if you uh, missed it uh, last stream, or was it the stream before last? I think it was the, I think Thursday stream. Kyle made it very clear uh, that he uh, is not a homosexual. In fact, uh, we had uh, people who uh, sent me some images, and I appreciate this. And uh, uh, let me just see. I can go to my page here. I retweeted. Are they going to load all the tweets? Uh, wasn't didn't I used to be logged in? I thought I was logged in. That's weird. You can't even. Uh, that's a hell of a thing. Maybe if I hit media. Okay. Wow, I don't, uh, anyway. I swear I was logged in. Are they logging me out? All right, hold on a second. I'm going to let this play, and, uh, and I'll log in. And Because uh, you, you have to see, this is just, it's just so ridiculous. Okay, I'll let this play. King Lee uh, shoves his own in. dick in his mouth. I mean, how many times have, have okay. we seen this? First of where... all, before I do that, here is yet again Kyle talking about putting cocks in mouths. He talks about cock a lot, and then he swears he's not gay and calls other people gay. He'll respond to some, like, you know, uh, Groiper lover 6969, and he's like, very concerning, we'll look into this, I think you have a point. Like, he just basks in a lot of extremism and idiocy on Twitter and thinks that, you know, these weird subgroups of political extremists are keeping it real, right? We've seen it time and time again. The thing that he got in trouble for the other day, somebody made some post about how he kind of endorsed the Great Replacement Theory um, about and some tweet about how Jews actually hate white people. And he responds to it and says, you have spoken the actual truth. And then, of course, like, massive companies were like, all right, we're done. They've all been looking for an excuse to drop Twitter. There we go. Uh, because Musk's, Musk has driven it into a ditch. And this gives them a purpose. So here was from the other night. And uh, <clears throat> thank you again, uh, Meow Furian and the other viewers that uh, were kind enough to freeze frame the moment where Kyle decided to demonstrate a blowjob technique while simultaneously accusing another person of being a homosexual. And uh, it's so, it, it's just, I, and I said this before, no man uh, can allow an image like this. You know, it's one thing if someone creates an AI image, you got no choice there, there's nothing you can do. But to just have an image like that, that you deliberately were part of, <laughs> out there on the internet. 
That's incredible. But anyway, there you go. Kyle Kalinske making sure that we know that he's not a homosexual. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Okay, where where did we? Where, which one was it? Okay, here we're back here. Yeah, maybe he'll do it again. Perfect opportunity to say, of course we're done with you. You can't be floating white nationalist conspiracies on Twitter. And you can, you fucker. You can say whatever you want. He's allowed to say whatever he wants. You're not the arbiter of what he can say. He can talk about whatever he wants. You know, you guys have no arguments. So you resort to these weak bitch tactics where you label things, these homosexual names like that's a white supremacist conspiracy theory. That's ridiculous. Why don't you actually make an argument? Uh, for example, show where uh, uh, people are wrong when they point out that there is an insane level of immigration and that Democrats have written in outlets like the New York Times their goal of replacing native voters with immigrants. They've done that. Bill Kristol's done that. Jennifer Rubin's done that. That one bitch from the New York Times, I forget her name, Goldstein, Goldberg, you know what I mean. Michelle Goldberg, I believe. Okay, so, but they, of course, but they don't make arguments. All they do is try to shut down the conversation. So basically calling you a white supremacist or a white nationalist is like when a Jehovah's Witness calls you an apostate for questioning the religion. Expect us to keep giving you millions and millions of dollars? That's insane. So all these companies like, well, guess what? The head of the ADL is one of these guys who condemned Musk for spreading that great, repla great replacement theory and uh, anti-Semitic conspiracies. But then the next day, Musk comes out to try to save face and try to get these people back on his side. And what does he say? We're going to ban the word decolonize and from the river to the sea on, on Twitter. And then the... A Eat a dick, commies. ...EDL comes out and praises Musk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So in other words... Oh, I don't like when censorship happens to our side. Too bad, fucker. He's like, oopsies. Did you catch me being a brazen anti-Semite? Well, what if I ban pro-Palestinian things? Would you support me then? And the head of the ADL, Greenblatt, was like, why, yes, we will. Okay, so we tried to save face on that one. But guess what? This is, what, a week after that incident? And Elon Musk comes out and endorses the most extreme and idiotic conspiracy theory of all time, namely Pizzagate. So Musk tweets, does seem at least a little suspicious, and he has this meme here. Pizzagate is real. No, it isn't. We have experts. They traffic children. But we have experts. Your expert just went to jail for child porn. Now, I don't know if I need to even say this, but here we go. This is 100% factually untrue. A blatant lie. Blatant pedophile defending lie. And Musk goes on to tweet what he didn't realize was a fake New York Post headline. The headline was not real, but the story of this guy going to jail was absolutely real. We covered it. The ABC producer guy. We covered the story. We've covered many stories of people working for CNN, ABC, name your outlet, that were trafficking children. But it was a fake New York Post headline, which he thought backed up this claim. So he's in, guys, Pizzagate is, like, you are so deep down the rabbit hole on Pizzagate. I think Again, he, that's a smear. Uh, who cares what you think? Even Alex Jones, I think, had moments of doubt on this one. I'm pretty sure Alex Jones believes that there are elites that traffic children. That's pretty 
common knowledge that for some reason you pretend doesn't exist. You had one guy who shot up Comet Pizza in D.C. because of the Pizzagate conspiracy. So for those of you who don't know, they say, at this pizza place... Again, that doesn't mean that trafficking isn't real. What kind of argument is that? That's a ridiculous argument. A guy did a thing, therefore child trafficking doesn't exist. That's retarded. Comet Pizza in D.C. in the basement, it's they traffic children. And you know who's leading it? Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Oh, and also they drink the blood of children down there. Okay, you ready for this? The conspiracy claims it happens in the basement of Comet Pizza. Comet Pizza doesn't even have a basement. Yeah, the ba there's a basement next door. And needless to say... Was it Bill, an, like an outdoor shop or something? I forget what the next door place was. Clinton and Hillary Clinton are not the heads of child trafficking rings. So, the reason that part of Pizzagate was related to the Clintons is because it's been documented that they helped a child trafficker named Laura Silsby get a lesser sentence when she was caught for the third time trafficking children out of Haiti. Okay, so you can say whatever you want. That is real. There are court documents. You can read them. I, we read them like... I think I was making standalone videos. I think this was before I was streaming. I think before I was streaming, I covered this, and uh, I went into detail. Uh, and, uh, Jesus, where... I don't know if the BitChute archive even goes back that early. The BitChute archive goes... BitChute, if you're looking for old stuff, BitChute has the best archive. Not the easiest to navigate. I wish it was easier to navigate. But... They, I forget what the first video is there. Uh, I think it goes back to before I started streaming. But I don't think it goes back to Pizzagate, if I had to guess. You know, it's a shame that you like, you know, on YouTube, you can't have your archive. You know, wouldn't that be nice to have an archive? Oh, well, what are you going to do? Just got to deal with it. What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? We are uh, investigating things on the Internet as free people. That's what we're doing. We're not always going to get everything right, but the internet gets a lot of shit right. Way higher of a percentage than you and the corporate media. What are we doing here? So this is deep down the QAnon rabbit hole. And he tweets this like That's this is not like... Even, what does that even mean? Pizzagate. QAnon wasn't even around during Pizzagate. You're just making stuff up. Like this is a, like a mainstream conspiracy, which everybody believes is true. Namely that, um, you know, the, the assassination... Elites traffic children? Yeah, that's obvious assassination of JFK wasn't just a lone gunman. It wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald, one crazy person. In that instance, like, a majority of the country thinks, eh, something fishy's going on here. No reasonable person thinks that with Pizzagate. Again, it's amazing that they just, you just, what is that thou protest too much, whatever that saying is? You know, if you want to take parts of the Pizzagate story... You know, uh, like the fact that there's no basement at Comet Ping Pong, no problem. But they oversell it. They always oversell it. They always pretend that the trafficking doesn't happen. It's, it's, it's just, it's completely insane. They pretend that there is not child trafficking, that it doesn't exist, that there isn't a long list of people who have been caught trafficking children, that Jeffrey Epstein didn't exist, Ghislaine Maxwell didn't exist. It's just incredible. Unless they want to make a dig at Trump. Then they'll bring up Epstein. It's really amazing.
No reasonable person. But he comes out and he's... And again, and he's, that's a bullshit tactic uh, argument. No reasonable person. You're not the arbiter of reasonable people. Look at you. You're a reasonable person? Are you having like a midlife crisis? And that's a weird thing to have a midlife crisis because you, you married this smash. I mean, granted, you know, the, the walls battered her up a little, but she's still a smash. So you marry a smash... And you're just what? Because you're getting old? Motherfucker, we're all getting old. There's nothing you can do about it. You know? And I don't think dressing up like a uh, homosexual narc from Miami Vice is really going to help your situation. Anyway, whatever. It's just, you know, do what you want. He says this. Okay. So, of course, this leads to another advertiser boycott. Elon Musk promotes unhinged Pizzagate conspiracy right after Israel visit. So let's read some of this here. A day after visiting the sites of the October 7th Hamas massacres and meeting with Israeli government officials, amid backlash over his promotion of anti-Semitism, ex-owner Elon Musk boosted yet another unhinged right-wing conspiracy theory in order to lend credence to Pizzagate, a years-old conspiracy about a Democratic-run pedophile sex ring that was the precursor to QAnon. Musk peddled the false claim that an ABC reporter convicted on child pornography charges had debunked Pizzagate. In reality, the reporter in question never once covered the crazy conspiracy theory. Hours after tweeting a meme declaring Pizzagate is real, the mercurial billionaire quietly deleted the post following widespread criticism. So in other words, even he realized, oh my God, what have I done? I'm getting like 100% pushback on this. Oopsies. And he deleted it. Gee, that's weird. It's You're getting pushback talking about child trafficking. This isn't the first time that Musk, who has made a habit of jumping aboard a variety of conspiratorial claims, has boosted Pizzagate while facing an advertiser exodus over his embrace of the vile great replacement theory. and <laughs> Vile. That's hilarious. Media Matters It is vile. It's absolutely vile. So uh, Democrats should stop doing it. ...reporting that major brands' ads were running alongside pro-Nazi content. Musk promoted a, promoted a tweet attempting to link Media Matters founder to the owner of the Pizzagate restaurant. On Tuesday, following his visit to Israel, to seemingly tamp down the outcry over the increased anti-Semitism on the social media platform... That is true. The Media Matters guy, David Brock, was banging the pedophile uh, James Alephantis. That is true. Known they as were homosexual lovers. Twitter, the Tesla CEO shared a meme featuring characters from The Office with text debating the validity of Pizzagate. This is, so we just went through all this. According to Musk's meme, Pizzagate is real because the expert who refuted unhinged claims that prominent Democrats like Hillary Clinton trafficked children had himself been sent to jail for child porn. The edgelord billionaire then followed up that post with a link to an NBC News article about former ABC News journalist James Gordon Meek pleading guilty to federal child porn charges. The article makes no mention that Meek ever reported on Pizzagate or any other QAnon-adjacent conspiracy theories. Why would that be? Because Meek never covered Pizzagate. It would appear that Musk is sharing a meme based on a fabricated New York Post headline that circulated online after Meek pled guilty, claiming that he was the one who personally debunked Pizzagate. According to a Reuters fact check, no such headline exists on the New York Post website, and none of the coverage of Meek's in the Post mentions Pizzagate. Jesus Christ. Pizzagate first rose to prominence in the final months of the 2016 election after online conspiracy, conspiracists claimed that hacked Democratic emails contained clues of a oh, secret state. Well, they absolutely were using pedophile uh, code words. That's, I mean, they all matched. It's not like one. Yeah, I can understand if it, if it was one. You used pizza in a weird context or walnut sauce or whatever the fuck. There's a long list of them. You know, one I could see. But like all of them... <laughs> What are you kidding me? Oh my God! How about or the symbols? The symbols, man, they're everywhere. Those fucking symbols are everywhere. 
And and it's not like you can kind of confuse them with other shit. They're very explicit. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking pedophiles. They're everywhere, man. It's no good at all. Trafficking ring that was headquartered in the basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza shop. The conspiracy theory eventually motivated a true believer to fire an assault rifle into the restaurant. Much like QAnon, which also posits that the world's elites run a secret a pedophilia operation, Pizzagate has some roots in blood libel, according to the American Jewish... I don't care. That's not my problem. Stop fucking kids. Uh, committee. Blood libel is a false charge that Jewish people use the blood of Christians for ritual purposes since the Middle Ages. Okay, well, let's pause here to point out... I'm not sure I'm buying the connection to the blood libel conspiracy, but the Pizzagate theory is just 100% bogus. It's not true. That's, again, total bullshit. Uh, and then they go on to point out... Why do you defend child traffickers? It's such a bizarre thing. Out here, I don't know if you guys... Like a normal person would... Like, let's say... Look, I, I, I try to be reasonable. If there's a person that has issues with parts of the Pizzagate thing, and you want to make an argument that, uh, you know, uh, people shouldn't you know, uh, um, jump quickly to conclusions or I don't, whatever you want to argue, no problem. But like a normal person would be like, obviously child trafficking exists and so we should stop it. So maybe you think Pizzagate was somehow counterproductive. Okay, that's fine. But you would at least acknowledge that it exists. But Kyle here pretends it's not even a thing, which again, is very suspicious. Remember, but after Paul Pelosi was attacked, he was one of the first ones to go out there and like claim that there was something fishy going on and that maybe Paul Pelosi was engaged in gay sex with a hooker and well yeah I mean the guy had no pants on and was holding a drink in his hand that was weird um he tweeted a link to an article that was known for spreading the most insane conspiracy theories you've ever heard in your life anyway the whole point of me covering this is this what kind of an absolute moron in the midst of yeah, tactic you're using tactics in advertisers fleeing at a thousand miles an hour and him losing millions and millions and millions of dollars in accounts what kind of idiot goes out there and says this and doesn't realize hey this is probably going to add fuel to the fire i gotta be honest with you it almost looks like he is trying to destroy twitter but then again like there's no reason for him to try to destroy it even if he wants to sell it he would want to keep the value as high as possible he's not going to sell it or he does that it seems like this purchase was because he thought it was important that people have an, a, 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 the ability to communicate freely. Um, his execution has left much to be desired because people are still being banned uh, for free speech. Um, I think part of that is that like he's not as involved and because he has other shit that he's doing, but he does have to deliver. You know, you say you're going to do a thing, you got to deliver. He hasn't delivered on that. It is better than it used to be, though, and it is poking the eye of uh, the right people. So. You know, it, it, it's Jekyll and Hyde. It, there's good and bad. And if anything, this is destroying the value. So he bought it for like $44 billion. It's now worth under $10 billion. Who but knows? Again, does it matter? Why would it even matter at this point? I think he's, he's going to run it at a, at a loss if, if he has to. I mean, look. He's led this site about as horrible as it is humanly possible to lead it. Uh, bullshit. Total bullshit. You know, all the, oh, free speech, I'm all about free speech, and then boom, he starts banning journalists that report things he doesn't like. Uh, he banned commie journalists, and uh, fuck them, who cares what happens to commie journalists? Like I said, he banned um, decolonization and, and from the river to the yeah, sea. that's pretty funny. You agree when they ban all sorts of conservative shit, so now it's your turn to have some of your bullshit banned. Yeah, so much for free speech. Anyway, 
uh, the guy's an idiot. I mean, Elon Musk is the classic example, along with Trump, too. These guys are classic examples of, like, if you think we live in a meritocracy, you're just wrong. The idea that, like, oh, if you make a lot of money, you must be a genius. No, not true at all. Some people have all the money in the world and are absolute idiots. Yeah. And some people uh, are really poor yeah. and are kind of brilliant. Mm. There's no correlation. This isn't meritocracy. It's not the harder you work or the smarter you are, the further you go. Not at all. Because Elon Musk has a tremendous position of power and authority, and he's dumb enough to believe the most idiotic of all the conspiracy, th conspiracy theories. And let's understand something. I'll, I'll end on this point here. Guys, I'm not one of those people, like, I'm not like, every single conspiracy ever floated ever is 100% wrong. Uh, you go along with the media narrative on all the conspiracy theories. You are no different than corporate media as far as your coverage and narrative. And that's the end of the conversation and don't look into it. No, quite the opposite. I think you should look into all the conspiracies, but do real research. Look for real... Uh, and what does that mean? That's... It's bullshit. It's like good faith. You know, verified claims. And when you do that, what you'll find is there are some conspiracies that are just shamelessly and utterly made up and pathetic. Then there's other conspiracies that are like in the middle where there's some truth to it, but the claims are overstated. And then there's other conspiracies that are just true, right? There's some conspiracies that you look into and you're like, oh, it turns out that's actually totally accurate. So my point is, I'm not one of these people to, yes, you are. to just read the word conspiracy theory and my, yes, you are. my brain shuts off and says, well, that definitely can't be true. Correct. But we yes, looked into Pizzagate on no, the- No, you have not looked into. When did you look into Pizzagate on your channel? This channel. When did you look into Pizzagate on the on your channel? We've covered, we've done segments on it where we go deep on the theory. No, you don't go deep on the theory. You you probably read corporate media articles. And it is there's no way you brought out the Laura Silsby uh, transcripts. Really, one of the dumbest with the least amount of evidence I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, okay. And Elon Musk promotes it. Yeah, he just got court documents showing the Clintons uh, helped Laura Silsby. That's all. What an idiot! No big deal. Hey, y'all, do no big deal. Okay. Let's see, which one is this? That was Pac-Man. Is this, this is Elon Musk. So now, oh, uh, we'll switch to something a little bit lighter here, but Elon Musk, I don't know why he does this, man. I don't know what, why would he do this? It's embarrassing. So he goes and sits down for an interview. I guess it's with, uh, what was it, CNBC interview? No, this is New York Times, their deal book conference, um, and the interviewer is Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's both with New York Times and CNBC. Oh, I see, That's okay. So they ran that, it yeah. on CNBC. It was a New York Times interview. So, okay, my advice to Elon, first of all, don't Why do would Elon take any advice from you? He's not trying to score some coke. He's not trying to score some coke in a quick bathroom blowjob. What, what, what advice would he possibly have to take from you? What if you're good, if you're like a mess? You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have your ducks in a row, you don't know how to present like a reasonable face to the world. Like sit it out, homie. Sit it out, okay? No, <laughs> like, I mean he would never do another interview again. <laughs> I know this guy is. You could see how much he's coping and seething under the surface. You could tell it in this interview. So he sits down, and of course he's going to get questions on what's been happening recently, right? And what happened recently? There was a massive advertiser boycott. Advertisers are running away at a thousand miles an hour because Elon Musk casually said you have said the actual truth to somebody who is spreading like the great replacement theory and blaming jews right right basically saying that they brought october 7th on themselves because they vote wrong in american elections. i don't recall that being in the twitter post they said 
I I don't know what you're talking about. You're just making shit up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, insane, yeah. insane. So anyway, uh, this guy Andrew Ross Sorkin's interviewing him, and this this clip has gone rather viral. Take a look. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about- advertise. Okay, so my favorite part... Absolutely fantastic. If you caught this, Crystal, is that when he says the go fuck yourself, Mm -hmm. audience, dead silent. Right. Like, just, you could hear a pin drop in that audience. Then he repeats it, like, begging for the crowd reaction. Like, I said, go fuck yourself. And you get, like, a smattering of, like, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) And it's like, it honestly looks like... This reminds me of when Trump was going around in 2016, and he was saying... Obama founded ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. And he said it so many times. And then there was huge media backlash. And he went out and said it again. And there was a certain point in time where it looked like, are you trying to lose? Like, it looks like you're trying. But he won, dummy. To lose right now. That's the feeling I get watching Elon basically given all the advertisers a middle finger. Like, So, okay, well, that's a good sign then. Because uh, Trump won. We're giving them an excuse, the ones that remain to run for the for the door right well he goes on to say there that you know if twitter fails and goes bankrupt it will be the advertisers fault as if they have some obligation to advertise on your platform that's absurd like you're mr genius businessman if you want to be able to do whatever the hell you want on twitter without facing any sort of consequences so again that's bullshit commie speak consequences but see this is the thing i'm for it I'm for it. There should be consequences for commies. So you've sold me on the idea of consequences. So I believe there should be absolutely ruthless, harsh consequences against commies. So you've sold me. From advertisers who are just capitalists trying to figure out where to put their money, where they're going to get the biggest bang for their buck, come up with a business plan that isn't dependent on advertisers. Now, he's tried that with this Twitter blue thing, which he also instantly, like, destroyed and made it so that people out of spite would never pay to be Twitter blue. What are you talking about? Plenty of people pay for it blue members but it's insane to blame the advertisers as if they owe you their money so that's number one number two like i would love it if you know he was i would love the energy of the go f yourself to advertisers who i also find annoying and like you don't you're doing propaganda for them wish that we weren't dependent on for our social media platforms and whatever if it was actually in service of some kind of principle but it's uh it is being able to say whatever the fuck you want not you know, the idea that he was any sort of... It's in service of, of spite. It's in service of just chaos. Um, That's not real. idea that he's any sort of beacon of free speech principles has been absurd now for so long. I mean, since the instant he bought the platform. But just in recent weeks, he banned the word decolonization. And from the river and to from the, the sea. River to the That's what you get, fuckers. The yeah. sea, which we were just discussing. So I don't think he was actually banned. But again, I give zero fucks about commies. So uh, I hope he fucks you up. Well, Mr. Free Speech, give me a break. 
what I read this as wasn't just him being unhinged. I read it as intentional, as like, if Twitter, Twitter is in dire financial straits, if they do file for bankruptcy, or if they're facing some sort of like investor lawsuit over his mismanagement, this is his pre-buttle. This is the case that he's gonna make. It's not my fault, it's these advertisers Good. and their boycotts running away. That's the reason why this fails, which is not really an effective legal argument. Maybe it's more of a PR argument ultimately, but that's what I see as this intentional laying out of the case of why Twitter is such a mess and such a financial disaster. But nobody, literally nobody in the business world is gonna agree with him. Nobody. Who and cares? There's no court in Who cares? America that would agree with him. Of course. Right? <clears throat> Maybe. Who cares about the business world? Uh, people, normal people, uh, are not going to be on the side of these fucking pieces of shit. It's for, you know, the layman viewer mm -hmm. who maybe they'll shift the burden and blame the advertisers, but how... Yeah, I, I, and there's more of us than there are of your fucking homosexual business people. I mean, you have the right to say, I don't want to give money to your shitty platform. No one's arguing that they don't, but they're talking about blackmail campaigns run by Media Matters and the ADL that you pretend doesn't happen because you're part of it. You are part of the blackmail campaign. You do propaganda for them. That's why you should also have consequences, just like you say. When you make really hectic decisions on a daily basis, I mean, yeah. they're, test, they're floating this test or they're doing a test somewhere with Twitter where everybody has to pay for basic features. They're, you wanna know why he's doing that? Because he's so desperate for cash, yeah. cash now. And so like, that's a horrible idea. That's anti-free speech. You just brought up the, the, one of the worst things he did, banned decolonization and from the river to the sea. This isn't the first time- That's funny. I, one of the worst things he did. No, that's, uh, that's hilarious. Like a purge of opinions he doesn't like. Remember yeah. when he was banning all the journalists who were reporting on- Yeah, the they all deserve to be banned. I would have banned every single one of those fuckers. Matt Binder. Are you kidding me? Fuck that guy. The human manifestation of gonorrhea. Dude, he was having with the Elon Jet account. We woke up one day and there was like New York Times journalists and Washington Post journalists and Intercept journalists that were just kicked off. Meanwhile, he's still, you know, uh, wrapping himself in the cloak of, of I believe in free speech. The saddest thing about this, ever, there's this view of Elon as he's such a genius. He's such a misunderstood genius. But if he took over Twitter, said absolutely nothing, literally just like cat got your tongue, nothing right yeah and did nothing in terms of here are the policy <clears throat> changes i'm going to implement twitter would be fine right now yeah and all of these advertisers who are on the fence would say there's no downside so what this uh, bitch is saying is that or these bitches are saying is that if uh, elon musk would simply run the platform like it was all the conservatives would still be getting censored and everything would be fine here yeah let me go ahead and throw it in and also i love the fact that so he endorses somebody doing the great replacement theory, like in genuinely anti-Semitic conspiracy Again, theory. Totally made up gobbledygook. And then he's like shocked that it's viewed as anti-Semitic. Right. And his reaction to that is like, well, what if I hate Palestinians and crack down on pro-Palestine free speech? You guys cool with that? And, there, and the ADL was like, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, actually I am. And, and uh, Netanyahu. Flat, what a joke you are, And Netanyahu, by the way. I mean, Elon just got back, I guess, oh. from his big Israel trip. And he's wearing IDF dog tags in that video, number one. Number two, he's got this, like, weird leather jacket on that doesn't fit him right. That And somebody pointed out, what's the name of the, like, Tony Stark or something like that? I'm not a big superhero movie watcher, but he thinks he's, <laughs> he's like... He's looking at me for pop culture references. He thinks he's being, like, a... 
Uh, okay. Griffin says it's a shearling. It's like a shearling bomber jacket. So and, and so he thinks he's like I'm gonna be a, a superhero, tough guy, cool guy coming out here, and I'm gonna bro. I'll tell I'll tell these advertisers what's up. What's that? Oh, we just lost we just lost 14 billion more dollars. What? What? Like th that's what's gonna happen, man. So again, it's 70 70 million. That's what's going to happen. This is insane. The other thing I was thinking about is, you know, they brought in the CEO, Linda Yaccarino. Oh, God, that poor woman. Worst job in America. I mean, I, can't, I don't have much sympathy because she had to know what she was getting into or else she's just an idiot. She came from NBC. She was like the head of advertising there. So she had all these relationships with blue chip companies and whatever. And the idea was she's going to come in and she's going to smooth over the relationships, make them feel comfy again, advertising on the platform. And whatever work had been done in that regard, I mean, Elon completely nukes it with his endorsement of the great replacement theory. And then again, not a real thing further in case that wasn't a large enough detonation has to go and tell all of them directly, go fuck yourself. I can only imagine what this has been like for her, what she must be thinking about this job that she decided she wanted to sign up for. And final point, even if even if he wants to dump Twitter and sell it, yeah. which I, I hope that's the case, why would he's not going to do that? What are you talking about? You tank the value more on your way out the door, making it so that whatever you get would be less. Well, the problem is you, you, you're an idiot. And so you think that that's a possibility. That's what I don't understand. Well, because you're an idiot. Yeah. Because, like, this, that's the direction <clears throat> this is heading is somebody else is going to own it and operate it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's going to dump it. But, like, why would you put a middle, middle finger up to all your advertisers, the ones that remain on the way out the door? Because he's not going to sell it. Giving them an excuse to say, okay, you told me to go fuck myself? Fine. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, no problem here. I'm sure they're not getting any value advertising on the platform. Nah, no value advertising on Twitter. No one's on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, look, oh. they're just looking for a place to... Combined IQ of seven. Put their advertisements. It's, you know, and yeah, a, a big cause of them fleeing the platform was his wild tweet about the Great Replacement Theory shit. But the whole he management has... the other day. Yeah, multiple <laughs> times, right? Wasn't he, like, going in multiple times? I don't know. He deleted and it eventually when it became... He posted a, a fake... So, again, all of this is about a person is not... Uh, espousing leftist ideology and that's why they support the censorship and the boycotts new york post headline they are regime propagandists no different than corporate media he was like fuck like that's even too far from me uh, and he deleted it but yeah. this is also just symbolic or like representative of the fact that he is an incredibly wild and chaotic person no he isn't he just has opinions that go against the orthodoxy that's all and that's been the case with all of the decisions that he's made, the business decisions he's made about the platform. So if you were already on the fence and then he's pizza gating, great replacement theory, you're like, I, I don't need this. I don't need Good, this. Good, leave the platform. I don't need another like to wake up tomorrow and see what he's tweeted and what my advertisement is sitting next to on this. Again, a t all of the entire framework here is made up. It's completely made up. People are allowed to post what they want. Advertisers, this whole idea of advertisers worried that their advertisement is next to wrong think, totally made up. All made up to censor their political opponents. Platform now? There are a million places where I can spend my money, so thanks but no thanks. Um, and, you know, he's degraded the quality of the platform overall. So No, he hasn't. It's a lot better. You're saying that because... Uh, the Globo homos are not in control of Twitter anymore, and you do propaganda for them.
even putting aside like the insane things that he tweets out, the business decisions themselves have been catastrophically bad for this whole enterprise. Yeah, I'm He's just sure. a misunderstood genius, and you don't see his brilliance. Yes, that's what it is. That's I'll what it is. Never understand. Yep. <laughs> well, again, I agree with Crystal. There should be severe consequences, and hopefully they get some severe consequences. Uh, again, politically, humanely, and whatever else the fucking preface is. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think this is interesting that they are freaking out that this guy seems to have uncovered a, a speaker, Mike Johnson, an additional aspect of January 6th showing uh, Fed involvement. The uh, Christian theocrat, who is the speaker of the House elected by Republicans, uh, I guess he released all the January 6th footage. Was it all he of it or is he like dribbing and drabbing it out? Um, but the big thing going around in the uh, fever swamp is that um, Mike Pence talks like a robot. And apparently in giving the report to uh, Nancy Pelosi on two different occasions, once when uh, Chuck Grassley was there and once when he wasn't, uh, Mike Pence spoke in the exact same, using the exact same language in terms of uh, repeating it. And uh, there's this notion that somehow it was a... I guess a recording, like the, I guess the theory goes that when Nancy Pelosi was on the speakerphone with different people and video that they had played a recording of Mike Pence and just played it twice. I, I, it's, it really is impossible to understand what the theory is behind this, but it should come no surprise uh, that they're uh, creating all sorts of, of theories to pretend like January 6th didn't happen. Here is, um, this is clip number seven. The House Homeland Security Committee hearing, um, Representative Clay Higgins, I think we've talked about him before, Republican of Louisiana, is interviewing FBI director, we should say a Republican appointed FBI director, <laughs> uh, Chris Ray, um, about January 6th. And um, this guy thinks that he's like, uh, like, I don't know, he's cracked the code on, um, you know, the, the Bourne identity or something. Here it is. <laughs> Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive we'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no, you're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may you're, I answer you're, the question? The moment, the moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th... So he, he does a trick here where he changes the question and Higgins uh, doesn't really respond. Uh, he didn't say anything about the violence. Uh, uh, he, he's not isolating the violence. He's talking about um, testimony under oath from a FBI informant with the Proud Boys who was talking to one of his handlers. That's what he's talking about. 
6 was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with... Now, with pause it for a second. Now, I think, like, you know, what's not being stated here is that it's more than likely there were FBI agents in that crowd monitoring it because there was oh. a... Now there are FBI agents in the crowd. So look what has happened. We went from no evidence at all. That's a conspiracy theory. And now, as like clockwork, that always turns into, well, of course they were there. They had to be. It's a good thing. Oh, my goodness. A lot of intelligence saying mm. this could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you recall also, like, there were a couple of FBI agents, one of whom had to, like, almost, like, fight off the president who was trying to grab the steering wheel. Oh, driving. yes, that's totally real. By the way, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson completely altered her testimony. Um, it, not really surprising, but uh, it, that was, uh, I was reading it in Revolver. We'll probably cover it Tuesday. Me too. It doesn't matter. I mean, all that shit was ridiculous, but the um uh secret service agents uh, secret service yeah, agents yeah, sorry yeah. i mean and we we know we know we know that there was a lot of chatter uh like intel yeah. the fbi was aware that something could go down because so, of course the fbi had to be there it's a good thing everyone who had social media could well not just social media yeah. but apparently like right. they were aware that you know maybe uh the uh oath keepers or whatnot were you know amassing weapons on the outskirts of town yeah. i mean yeah. trump said stand back and stand by oh trump said stand back and stand by that what does that even Stand back means to not do anything. You're such a moron. And that probably gave Chris Ray and the FBI a heads up to be like, maybe let's monitor if the... By the way, and that was, I, I, I said before, he shouldn't have fallen for it, but uh, uh, the, the faggot that was moderating that debate, that was, that was all a setup for Trump. Uh, Chris Wallace used that phrase in the question first and demanded that Trump tell the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by, and then he did. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. But they they were looking. You could just see how the propaganda, how it gets developed, who puts it out there. That one was put out by Wallace. Fake electors, that phrase, that was put out by Maddow. They weave this propaganda. And now we're in a situation where the propaganda is ending up in court documents and people are being indicted over completely made up media narratives. Proud Boys are going to stand back and stand by with intent to commit violence. Now, we should... Again, they didn't commit violence. You're making that up. Say... Shaking a fence. That uh, I would be hard-pressed to talk about any major um, protest that doesn't involve, uh, that doesn't have, like, undercover cops or, uh, you know, uh, undercover feds. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that... um, up at uh you know uh, in Floyd brooklyn protests? in brooklyn well never mind the george ford the protests. palestine protests uh, the, uh, yeah the palestine protests that there aren't undercover feds or uh, so of course there were feds at january 6 now um you know uh new york city police intel people the idea like uh, occupy like i mean this is this happens all the time i have a uh, news yeah, now all the time guys this is happening all the time 
for uh, they don't necessarily Higgins. like yeah. start uh, the assault on the Capitol, and that's what Higgins is trying to say here. But uh, it, it gets but but back. like he of course didn't care when you know it was clear that there was a certain provo- provo- uh, provocation of Muslim people in the wake of nine eleven at mosques, uh, which were under heavy FBI surveillance. Of course, and uh, here is Higgins though. The problem is is that Higgins is too insane to stop at the notion of like do you did you have people federal officials or federal agents or local agents posing as protesters at that moment like that's where he, if he could stop there he could at least create the innuendo mm-hmm. but he's off his rocker and thinks that there was actually not just I would, listen to this traded by fbi sources or agents are you familiar with with you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. <laughs> I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Tur? Ghost bus. Nutcracker Magical Christmas Ballet returns God. to Brooklyn. The Christmas tradition. Your family will. That's it. The ad. Well, um. Okay, here, here we go. In law enforcement, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes it's painted over <laughs> these two buses in the middle here they were Dude, the first to like arrive at union piercing. station on january 6 0500 i have all this evidence i'm showing you a tip of this iceberg mr chairman these two buses <laughs> are mr. Painted completely white point of order point of order sure just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your, your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, uh, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Okay. Chairman. Uh, you're you're making a point. Okay, thank you. Uh, I now recognize, now recognize Mr. May Craig. I close this, this statement, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. No, I, I, think, I think your time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature, (laughs) filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and you deployed on our capital on January 6th. Major, Your day is coming, Major Mr. Point, Mr. Uh, Higgins. You know, there you go. You got the chairman going like, oh, God, he's such a nut job. Just think about this for a moment. So now what's going to happen is uh, the there's no evidence at all that the bus had informants on it. And then in six months, it's going to be, well, of course, the bus had informants on it. They have to use them. First off, apparently there's no FBI agents in um in dc so they gotta bust them in and of course the fbi under the rule of sneaking in secret uh trump supporters uh they're not allowed to show a logo of a bus mm-hmm. like the fbi can't rent a bus that has a logo on it if you're gonna do this You've got to paint them all white because, of course... The FBI has an endorsement deal with Greyhound, and you just can't have, like, the competitors showing up. I mean... Exactly. I mean, it's so insane. Yeah. The idea that, like, the FBI is 
shuttling in um, uh, secret protesters to uh, stage a riot, and they're only allowed to do it in unmarked buses. It, 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 yeah, it's it's uh, it's quite funny, and also for people paying attention at home, you know, that chair of of the committee there is Mark Green, I believe, and that's a Republican. He's trying to save. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, Chip, um, what's his last? Clay Higgins. Higgins. Clay Higgins. Higgins Clay Higgins from himself and the Republican Party from like, to your point, Sam, they could have just stated the innuendo and that would have given, you know, a, a lot of catnip for the crazies. But he went down the Ghostbusters thing. Well, you know, those Ghostbusters. Catnip for the crazies that you now have verified have been correct this whole time. And now you're pretending, well, of course they had FBI agents there. They had to. Our, it's a good uh, Trojan Ghostbusters. Yeah. Nefarious Ghostbusters. Actually, <laughs> actually I will nature. say this. I kept thinking Mr. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Here, here's the, the, um, the, the point is, is that uh, before they paint those buses all white, you know what the uh, brand of that uh, bus line was? Nefarious bus line. Oh. And so that's uh, why they had to paint it And what color are ghosts? Yeah. The, Look, white. If you're going to infiltrate a MAGA protest, at least you, you can't be you know carpooling and getting a bus everyone has to get there on their own mm -hmm. uh, pay for their own transportation uh but it is it just blends right in because it is a all white bus it's nefarious ghost bus yes, it's, so it's, like that, it's like that hey arnold episode about the ghost train oh um <laughs> so there you go sam cedar show now admits that there were fbi agents at january 6th this whole time they've been saying that's a conspiracy theory no evidence at all now it's of course of course they had them there fascinating um i thought they did a uh, elon musk one second or maybe did we did we watch it let me see i don't think we did mentioned at the start of the show that the uaw is beginning a massive unionization drive um they uh, successfully were able to get 25% wage gains and uh, uh, for its automakers and automakers one day. And Tesla, I think, is going to be one of the top targets of the UAW as they try to recruit auto workers from non-big three auto uh, makers into their uh, their union. And Elon Musk is asked explicitly about this new resurgence of um, the union movement within the auto industry. And he just says it straight away uh, that he doesn't like unions and disagrees with the idea of them. And I think that maybe Sean Fain should put a pin in this for any future litigation. Couple more questions um, for you. Um, you're headed back to Texas uh, after this uh, to launch uh, the Cybertruck. Yeah. It's going to be a big launch. But I wanted to ask you right now uh, more broadly just about the, the car business and what you see actually happening. Um, and specifically, the government put in place lots of policies, as you know, to try to encourage uh, more EVs. And one of the things that's happened uniquely is you have now a lot of car companies saying, actually, this is too ambitious for us. These plans are too ambitious. 4,000 dealers, I don't know if you saw just yesterday, sent a letter to the White House saying, this has gone too far. You're going too far. You had this- Anti-EV? It was, an, it, it was uh, this is going too fast, too far, and that there's not enough demand 
Our, uh, underneath all this is this idea that maybe there's not enough demand for EVs, that the American public has not bought into the, I mean, they bought into it with, with, with your company, but they haven't bought into it broadly enough. Well, I think if you make a compelling electric car, people will buy it, no question about it. Um, I mean, electric car sales in China are gigantic. Um, that's by far the biggest category. Right. Um, and I think that would be the case, you know, um, I mean, it's worth noting, okay, so, so the, probably the best refutation of that is that the Tesla Model Y will be the best-selling car of any kind on Earth this year. Of any kind, gasoline or otherwise. Is there another car company that you think is doing a good job with EVs? I mean, I think the Chinese car companies are extremely competitive. Um, by far, our toughest competition is in China. So, um, I mean, there's... There's a lot of people who, who out there who think like the top 10 car company is going to be Tesla followed by nine Chinese oh, car companies. One. I don't know why. They, okay, this is the one I was looking Elon for. Elon Musk had a meltdown yesterday, and it is really... So it wasn't a meltdown, though. That's just, uh, it's amazing. A, a fun watch, um, because be this guy has just completely lost it. Um you know, he's always been an odd duck and uh, has always had quite questionable <laughs> very, politics. Very, very, very nice way to put it. PC. I, I'm it's it's he's just the, quirky. But, yeah, right. He's always been a little quirky, but now he's completely untethered. Right. <laughs> and what's amazing here is just like how insecure he is. My it's it's so disconcerting to see him look to the audience every other word with this like desperation for any kind of approval and it does back up some of those rumors that he was apparently despondent after getting booed at the dave Chappelle show uh in san francisco <laughs> he is like despite all that money and despite all of those hair plugs and you know, the, the, the cosmetic procedures that are become evident, I guess, when he's under this white hot spotlight sitting here next to Aaron Ross Sorkin of CNBC, who he called Jonathan at one point in the interview. Oh, oh, sorry. Did I say Andrew? Oh, I, oh, Aaron. I mean, who knows? That, well, it's because I want to say Aaron Sorkin. Well, I'm getting it wrong, too. But Andrew... I was, I was like, I only did this because you're a friend, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but he called him um, Jonathan uh, at one point in the interview, and he was like, I'm Andrew. And uh, it's because he was referring to... I think he was confusing him with, with Jonathan Swan of Axios, but I have no idea. Regardless, he just is not, um, not all there at this point. Now, Aaron... God, not Aaron, Jesus... Andrew uh, Ross Sorkin opens the interview. Um, this is towards the beginning here, like right? Two minutes. two minutes in, where he asks him about his trip to Israel. And uh, Elon organized this trip or went on this trip after he had posted a very anti-Semitic uh, tweet, or at least like endorsed a really anti-Semitic tweet by saying that this was the truth. Uh, that was a derivation of, uh, like, the anti-Semitic claim that Jews are trying to, like, change the demography of the white Western world. And days later, after the ADL accepted his apology, he just showed up alongside Netanyahu. And uh, Sorkin asked him about this. And a lot of folks, and I, I want to tell you this, Oliver, oh. 
a lot of folks uh, called me up and said, you really, you really going to host Elon Musk here? Can you believe what he just said on, on Twitter? Um, on what? On X. On yeah, X. yeah. Well, I um, no idea what this Twitter thing is you're talking about. Should you platform him? That's what they said. Yeah. Should you platform him? And then I said that I think that it's our role, and I know you have issues with journalists. I have a platform. Um, yeah. I, I know you have an issue with journalists uh, oftentimes, but I said it's our role to have conversations and to inquire and um, to and sometimes even interrogate ideas. And sure. that's, I, I'm hoping we can do that. So I want to start just so we can begin this conversation and just level set. Take us through everything that happened, if you could. Everything? No, over the past week and a half. How long have you got? We, we're gonna, we're, we've got the time. Uh, um, tell, okay. You, you send out, a, you send out a, a post or an X or a tweet. Yeah, I don't know post, what whatever, yeah. as. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm trying to change, like, when things were just 140 characters, it made sense to call them a tweet, because uh, it was like a bunch of little birds chirping, but when, you know, the point at which you can put like three hour videos on, it's like, uh, it's a very long tweet. So, so, so here we are. This is more descriptive, I think. And at some point, I don't know where you were, but you write in responding to another tweet. Yes. Um, this is the actual Pause truth. It. And so, it's set off. Um, already cowardly presenting. I don't know why we can't have like anybody powerful interviewed by somebody with actual backbone. Why can't we read the actual tweet that he said this is the actual truth, you have said the actual truth to. What right. that tweet said is, okay, this is from the Arbiters, I don't know what the guy's uh, actual handle is, but he, the guy you must have replying to said, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit now about the Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing conclusion. And I, I'm just looking at, at, I don't have the full thing, but you get to show Coming more to the it. disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support <laughs> right. flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You right. want the truth said theory. to your face? Oh, yeah. There you make observations. There it is, yes. And then the, Elon, just, they're going to give it a faggy name and now you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. Uh, directly in response says without any addendums added at first you have said the actual truth and then after he got all that shit for it he came out and, and put on an additional uh blaming of the adl as one of those groups that unjustly attacks the majority of the west despite the majority of the west supporting the jewish people in israel and then he says this is because they cannot by their own tenets criticize the minority groups who are their primary threat yeah mm-hmm so, so even in his even in his addendum explaining what he meant, he's clearly endorsing the great replacement theory. I mean, it's yeah. just clear as clear as this day. Um, and the ADL also, criticized him, right? Yeah. And then he had to like, and then he walked it back slightly, and then the ADL. And Jonathan uh, Greenblatt over there. The ADL's like, yeah, uh, oh, this isn't going to mean anything for Israel, is it? Right. And they clearly, I think, brokered this trip that he took to Israel. Where Obviously. You'll see that Elon is wearing dog tags. IDF dog tags. Just Google dog tags because they are IDF dog tags as a part of this performance that he's engaging in here. I also want to say the, you know, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin did not need to add any of that beforehand to sort of give the idea that Elon Musk was, oh, people were reaching out to me telling me I shouldn't platform him. Like, 
who cares? First of all, the people who do that um, are using like the language that actual people who know what they're talking about use to actually, uh, you know, make the case of when we should not uh, legitimately platform certain individuals. Elon Musk, one of the most uh, known people on the planet, is not one of those individuals because you literally cannot platform him. He has he's he is Elon Musk. Anytime you t anytime you have a chance to talk with him, you should absolutely take it. But you need to go in to it knowing exactly what you're talking about um and um let him talk you know w one thing i'll say about andrew ross sorkin though even though his his like like you know matt pointed out his uh questions are sort of sort of mealy mouthed but he did give elon the room the breathing room to answer them i thought that and, was very well done yes yes I, I mean, and he definitely he definitely did a good job there um you know I, I you know all things taken i think uh andrew ross sorkin did a a decent job in this interview based on how elon musk came out looking honestly <laughs> yeah i mean that that is a good like, go ahead brandon no i was gonna say i think that's because elon musk is like a unique beast kind of like sbf like they're very high profile people who aren't particularly like good at speaking or like savvy in communicating their ideas or being yeah, but a or lot of good times with being challenged you'll see hosts when when they have someone like that they try to help them along and interject and, and put some words in their mouth to to help them along the way so that they can go ahead and go oh yeah yeah exactly and repeat what the host just told them um andrew ross Sorkin in this interview doesn't do that which i think it goes to um just how Give him well enough rope. Did this. yes exactly Give him enough rope to hang himself and 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 a lot of good interviewers do that so yeah let's just let's let's let elon do that and sit in the uncomfortable silence of it Tweet. Yes. Um, this is the actual truth. And it set off a firestorm of criticism all the way to the White House. Right. And then you make this trip to Israel. You have advertisers who've left the platform. People calling. Well, the, the trip to Israel is independent of, of it wasn't some like uh, <laughs> apology tour. Sure. I want to be clear. That was. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So just, to, but to take us back to the moment at which you write that. Trip to Israel is independent of. It wasn't okay. like in response to that at all. Well, let's do. Sure. We'll do Israel in just a moment. And I, I have no problem being hated, by the way. <laughs> I hear it away. <laughs> well, the way he looks you know what? at the audience for a lie detector. Let's go straight That's to that. So pathetic. Sure. Because there is an idea, and you could say. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but like, I, go go back just one second. I I don't care about being hated. As he desperately, his eyes looks glistening, to looks to see if the crowd will have a reaction. Just go back like ten seconds. I want to oh, replay he, he that. He does that throughout again. the whole interview. I know. Almost everything he says. There's a pause from him as he turns to the crowd, looking at a, for approval. It's very bizarre. Can it's you imagine? Like for him. Yeah, having that amount of money and still needing that that affirmation. No, he is a very sad person, right? I have no problem being hated, by the way. I hear hate you. away. <laughs> well, but you know, he didn't do any of that. She's just making shit up. You know what? I, I, let's go straight to that then for a second. Sure. Because there is an idea, and you could say that. I think you it's a real weakness to want to be liked. A real weakness. I, I do not have that. Well, let me ask you this then. There's <laughs> you saying, I don't care if anyone likes me or they hate me. Yeah. But given your power and given what you have amassed and your, the importance you have, I would think you want to be trusted. I would think maybe you don't need to be liked or hated, 
but trusted matters. If if X is going to become a financial platform where people are going to put again a totally made up distinction. What that actually means is y you want you have to in order to be a trusted person, you must be obedient to our narrative. Their money, where people, where where the government's yeah. going to give you money LOL. for for, uh, for rockets, where people are going to get into the cars. They need to ultimately decide that you are. They don't have to say that they they love you. But that you are ultimately well, a decent and good human being. Yes, I mean, I, th I, th I think I am. Um, but I, I'm certainly not going to uh, do some sort of tap dance to prove to people that I am. Um, so as, as for trust, I mean, I think we can break that down in a few ways. Uh, if, you want your, if you want satellites sent to orbit reliably, uh, SpaceX will do 80% of all mass to orbit this year. China will do 12%. The rest of the world will do 8 all right, we can skip this part. All right, so we heard the initial part. Now let's just skip. This is around four minutes later, five minutes later. Um, this is about particularly uh, the advertisers leaving the platform in response to the you have said the actual truth tweet, um, including Disney. Actually, yeah, so yeah. I'm glad we did play that SpaceX part because, you know, I do think that's actually the most concerning of all this. Like, I don't, at the end of the day, it's I don't care too yeah. much about Tesla. I don't care too much about Twitter. I don't care too much about the boarding company with their weird uh, alcoholic beverages or whatever they are selling nowadays. Their, their uh, direct-to-consumer blowtorches or whatever. The real concerning part is SpaceX and the fact that they are responsible for 80% of the satellite launches um, in the world. I mean, that's a massive amount of uh, control and power that this guy has over, over the world. I, you know, I would also sort of push back on like uh, Sorkin, I can't remember what Sorkin does, framing, because it's true a lot of advertisers did leave Twitter in the aftermath of his response to that like white supremacist tweet. But that's just the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. We can't forget the other things he has done that are arguably, at least in terms of somebody who runs a site like that, worse for advertising and worse for his image, like reinstating that guy who, ch who shared like child sexual abuse material which got his uh i don't know that's I don't know, bullshit the guy's position i remember his name like nick pickles or something crazy got him dragged in front of australian parliament uh in the aftermath of that so it's it you're doing elon a favor i think a little bit to pretend like oh yeah you know he just made one tweet in response to like one guy and that's what got advertisers to go away and it's like no it's been a slow like a decline of like twitter and yes. a lot of decisions at the highest level have been not just like problematic but like borderline illegal i mean the you can even see illegal what posting things you disagree with on the internet is illegal these people are retarded First, the first in, weekend. You, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I, was I mean, say the first even... weekend that he uh, he bought uh, the company, he was spreading conspiracy theories about the attack on uh, Nancy Pelosi's yeah. husband. Yes, and you can even see some of the like complete strategic failures in the way that Sorkin can't even stop referring to it as Twitter, and Elon is desperately trying to get him to call it an mm. X. Like, I mean, this guy is a total total moron. But when, when did he do that? Um, this is the the moment that is going viral, yeah. obviously. Uh, Can I just add a little bit more context? Sure. This is from uh, December 5th, 2022, my birthday, mm. uh, last year. Uh, former Twitter employees explained why Apple actually paused ads after five people were killed and dozens more were injured in November during a shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado. Apple made what many would consider a very ordinary business decision to pause ads on Twitter temporarily. But, you know, like, the idea that it's... That makes no sense. Why would you do that? 
just e- Elon. Uh, Dar- Twitter was bad under Darcy. Um, yeah. I, and I think like probably overvalued by advertisers to a certain extent. Um, but I think like definitely Musk's uh, as as Bender pointed out like immediately. A qualitative change in the type of experience people get, and that's going to affect how willing advertisers are to give you billions of dollars. And and that is the context in which you can see how uh like desperate and under pressure this guy is, as he pretends to be like, oh, I'm so I'm so based, I don't give a crap. Um, he's crying on the inside. He's saying, I don't care about approval from other people, as he looks like beady eyed. <laughs> um, uh, but he didn't do that. You're just making shit up. Like I should say, probably eyes glistening is better. Yeah, yeah. desperate for the approval of the crowd. Like so much of what this guy says is projection, and uh, here's a good example of him attempting to paper over his own insecurities with false bravado and a stupid, stupid ass Top Gun jacket. You know, someone doesn't care if they're hated when they constantly tell you they don't care how much they're hated. Exactly. trip like and obviously you know that there's a public perception that and and you're clarifying this now um but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour if you will that this had been said online there was all of the criticism there was advertisers leaving we talked to bob Iger today you hope Uh, don't advertise you don't want them to advertise no what do you mean if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Here in the audience. Bob Iger. Well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't but advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. As he answers that, pause it one second. Oh. Um, you can tell the advertisers to go fuck yourselves. That's what they told you. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's pretending like he has some sort of power in the situation. Um, Getting dumped and then be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you've really told them up. Yeah. Um, and like this, we get into in the rest of his reaction here, um, his delusions of grandeur about what people really think about the role of this social media company. He thinks that there's going to be grand retribution against the people that pull out of Twitter as well, if there already has been with Target, Bud Light and other companies. The world is going to mobilize to preserve Just you pretend that that doesn't happen doesn't mean that it's not happening. It is happening of a social media doesn't matter app. how many xanax you take it's happening it has happened app that's privately owned by in fact it's happening so much that uh let's see here uh one second yeah it's happening so much that uh there was this article anti-woke economic terrorists have now wiped out $5 trillion in stock value. I looked on this site for quite a while because at one point I thought it was satire, but it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's real. I'm pretty sure this, this is called afru.com. Um, but uh, anyway, this article, we'll cover it on Tuesday. It talks about how the, um, the amount of money, they're calling us terrorists. But anyway... 
our, us terrorists, um, anti-ESG people, have wiped out $5 trillion in stock value. And it talks about how successful our side has been, how ESG is, is uh, not working out as much. And like I said, we'll go into it in detail on um, Tuesday. But uh, it's funny that the Xanax girl here, barely attractive Emma, pretends none of that has happened. There was Bud Light is fine. Target's fine. It's uh, fascinating. By this total clown. This is his reaction here. And that this almost says everything you need to know about like the way that his brain is working or not working at this point. Of, of X, if, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No, no. I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino is right here and she's got to sell advertising. I, I, absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no, actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And you think that the company... And the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those Meta advertisers, I imagine, are going to say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah? They're going to say... Tell it to, tell it to Earth. They're going to, say that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? Let's, that's that's and, what they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. So, okay, this, then this goes back to... We'll, the, we'll both make our cases right? and we'll see what the outcome is. What are the economics of that for you? I mean, you, you have enormous resources, so you can actually keep this company going for a very long time. Would you keep it going for a long time if there was no advertising? I mean, if the company fails because of an advertiser boycott, it will fail because of an advertiser boycott, and that will be what bankrupted the company, and that's what everybody on Earth will know. But what do you think, then, of the... I guess, and, this goes back to the idea of trust, though. Then and it'll I, be gone. And it'll be gone because of an advertiser boycott. But, but you recognize that some of those people are going to say that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. Yeah. And I, I, wonder, I just wonder and ask you and think about that for a Tell second. Tell it to the judge. But the, but the judge is going to be... The uh, judge is the public. And? and you think that the public is going to say I think you're full that, of shit, buddy. that Disney is making a mistake? Yes. And they're going to boycott Disney? They already are. Well, there are... That's true. Disney's getting fucked in the ass. It's beautiful. Some that are for, for, for lots of different reasons, but you think that this is going to, that you have the, this goes to actually the interesting of, of, of power and leverage. Let the chips fall. Yeah. This is a hell of a thing. He, he believes that he has leverage here because the public boycotts have been so successful. And I hope he's right. He's making a solid bet here on the public. It's fantastic. I, I absolutely think this is fantastic. It doesn't mean that I trust Musk long term, but I do think, look, now is the time. Uh, it, it, now is the time. Now is the fucking time. There's momentum. There is a fuck ton of damage that the public has done in boycotting Disney and Target and Bud Light. 
and so now is the time. Uh, it, it, why not? Why not try to use it as leverage? Let's see what happens. I think it's fantastic. It's better than taking it up the ass and getting on your knees. Fuck that shit. Pull it where they may. <laughs> the Can I ask what, why that is the approach? And I, I ask it because you've been What's very... What's the other approach? Well, you've been very particular right. about... What is the other approach? Getting on your knees? Fuck that shit. The, I mean, the approach to Tesla, uh, when you think about the engineering involved in that, the approach to... Yeah, yeah. Then we move on to that. But like, sorry, we lost Brandon uh, for a bit. But um, it's, yeah, it's I bizarre mean, because he thinks like, wh why would the why would the advertisers or the general public care if his company fails? Like, that's the whole thing from the very beginning. Again, retard. There's a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, Getting, why? Like, are, the idea that are. like. Yeah. Why? Like the idea well, that thinks... there's some sort of retro, like there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, there's been retribution. These people, they're just in a bubble. They they ignore everything that's counter to their narrative, and they they. It's funny because what they'll probably do is if this becomes a narrative calling us economic terrorists, then they'll do a video calling us economic terrorists. So they'll go from as usual. There's no evidence that any of these boycotts are working at all. Then it's oh they're working and they're terrorists and they shouldn't be allowed. They must consume and you're a bad person if you don't go to Target or drink Bud Light or whatever. Retribution and that people will see why the company failed and they're gonna uh, take it. Who's who cares? Companies fail all the time. No, why? Why do, would people care that yeah. your company failed? It, because he literally has said that he believes that like Twitter is some sort of like civilizational project, and that's part of why he's undergoing such rapid changes uh, within the company to mold it in his vision. I mean, he's a well, megalomaniac, yeah. and he believes that like there th that regular human bil beings, the billions of people that are on this planet, are going to mobilize to protect a company that's already dying in front of everybody's eyes, and and people are spitting on its grave to a certain degree. There's 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 just no fundamental understanding of what motivates human beings, honestly, uh, who have much bigger things to worry about than the social. And there have been plenty of boycotts already. Media app collapsing. I think there's also like I'm taking to the streets to to protest MySpace falling apart. I mean, ben, that's not what you have to do. He's not talking about protests. Uh, simply not spending your money with companies that hate you. That's it. Honestly, right. I'm going to topple like, governments to protect Tumblr. <laughs> and retard, no one is talking about toppling governments. Right, like at the he, end of the day, the end of the day, like, will there be people upset if Twitter goes under? I'm sure. Sure. But it's not, not going to be like this, some sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, uh, he clearly doesn't care enough about the company to to alter what's necessary to alter in order to. What that means is getting on your knees and obeying the narrative and going back to censoring conservative worse than they're being censored right now. David, like he's just refusing. No, he's to. bored of it. I mean, that's the thing is like he the in, the entire purchase of this has I've always said is like a win-win for him. Either he does get to shape it into a and you know cut the fat and make it a trim biz, profitable business that he controls and look at it, or he just sinks it and a thing that annoys him it doesn't exist anymore. And so that's what I, I see we're entering that phase now where he's bored of all this shit. He's increasing getting more and more flagrant with the type of edgelord and stuff he's willing to do on it because and he doesn't care about the advertisers because he doesn't actually care because it's 
it's actually beyond his capabilities to turn Twitter around at this point. So you might as well just drive it into the ground. And, and I think part of why he purchased it, too, was to um, like craft it in his image potentially and make it into a bank like because he has all these like unresolved desires to do what he wasn't able to do with paypal which he also wanted to make x uh is my understanding or one of those early ventures that became paypal but regardless he achieved what he wanted to which is like undercutting it's the other thing and and i believe he's been approved i mean i imagine that there's a chance the biden administration will somehow interfere but I think he's been approved for a lot of the different things that you have to do in order to, to be a payment processor or whatever. If he's able to do that and you're taking, what do payment processors take? 3%, 5% off of every transaction? That will absolutely be a, a, a revenue generator the journalists on the platform right. um, that was his major impetus for buying it which was that he has resentment towards journalists and that's why he journalists are evil criminals that belong in prison and uh i'm glad that he has animus democratized it with the checks and it makes it clear like ahead of an election and ahead of a lot of important um moments in our politics like it completely muddies what is true and what isn't true and that was exactly what he wanted to do from the outside i think it gave it away when he first bought it and said okay i'm gonna wait to do anything until after the election so people don't uh suspect that i am doing this for political reasons it's like well yeah yeah, yeah don't blow it for the midterms is what you're doing right like yeah i mean he i, I I, I think like catch and kill operation, which is what you know Trump and the National Enquirer used to. Uh, you go, oh, someone's got a story about Trump that's going to come out. Let's go buy it and then make sure that never comes out. This is just another uh, a higher profile version, but it's at, at a whole platform. And I mean, you see like different sort of media um, uh, properties get bought up and then uh, sunk all the time. Like that to me, that's what this is. And uh, I, I almost don't like. I don't think it's a super planned the way he's doing it. I don't think it's smart the way he's doing it. But I think intention there's a, an intentionality that's there that he wants this thing to die. Yeah. Um, and then this is, uh, I guess, the final clip related to Israel and anti-Semitism and Palestine. This is him defending the post in particular that was referenced. And he, quali he tries to qualify it here. Um, and backtrack and, and appeal to uh, pro-apartheid organizations like the ADL. Everyone here has seen the, the, the massive demonstrations mm -hmm. for Hamas in every major <laughs> city in the West. That should be jarring. Well, a, a, a number of those organizations received funding from prominent people in the Jewish community. Right. They didn't expect that to happen. It, it, but, but if you generically, right. w without condition, uh, sort of fund, if you, if you fund persecuted groups in general, it, some of those persecuted groups, unfortunately, want your annihilation. And what, I'm, what I meant by that, when I subsequently clarified, is, is that it's unwise to, to, to fund organizations that support groups that want your annihilation. It's amazing how this is considered controversial. <laughs> it's okay. Stop noticing things, Elon. Is this coming across? 
my, really? Yeah. No, it is. My, my question to you, though, I is... I think is logically, is there, this is, makes a lot of sense. Is there any part of you... I mean, just tell me what happens, <laughs> though, when once all this happens. Let's say you fund a group, and that group supports right. Hamas, who wants you to die. Perhaps you should not fund them. Right. <laughs> but, you, but you do... <laughs> So this is him. Uh, you, you do appreciate that when you wade into these very delicate waters at these very delicate times. Yes. That it can create a real, I mean, as it created headlines for the past two weeks and, and economic impact. What, what, I'm just so curious what happened in your brain I mean, when you see all this happening. I, I think are you sitting there going, oh, my God, I stepped in it. I wish I didn't do that. Are you saying, screw yes. them. I hate these people. No, Why no. are they after me? But all of that. I mean, look, I, I'm sorry for that, that, that tweet or post. It was foolish of me. Of the 30,000, it might be literally the worst and dumbest post that I've ever done. Um, and I try to my best to clarify uh, six races Sunday, um, but uh, you know at least uh, I think over time he was it'll promoting PizzaGate just the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I mean, promoting. So again, again, it is incredible, and like I think it, people can get used to this. That's why uh, hopefully one day we can completely shift. We just need to completely shift the way all this is done. I mean, you you look at what they do. They're very good at it, right? They make up, so they take their political opponents and their political opponents point out things that they do, point out their policy flaws and the things that they're doing. So uh, uh, what people like Barely Attractive Emma and Human Gonorrhea Matt Bender do, and the rest of them, they all do it, is they come up with these phrases for, for example, uh, Democrats uh, have ridiculous, advocate for ridiculous immigration policies. They want to bring in as many illegals uh, and legal immigrants into the country because they want a more, uh, uh, they believe, more docile, uh, obedient uh, 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 group of voters. Now, what's interesting about that is in some ways it's backfiring because a lot of Hispanics are voting for Republicans. That's fucking hilarious, okay? But that's a side issue. But that's something they're doing. They talk about doing it. They write about it. But then when they're criticized on it, instead of actually defending the, their position and what they do, they come up with this bullshit phrase. You know, they have all these bullshit phrases, hate speech, assault weapon, assault rifle, whatever. So they call it the great replacement. And now you're forbidden from talking about the great replacement. Okay, so if someone's talking about it, they say, he's talking about the Great Replacement, and they act like it's the worst thing you can do, like you committed a crime. They do this with everything. Okay, so child trafficking, for some fucking weird we reason, they want to make it where people believe that child trafficking doesn't happen. So what do they do? They label it Pizzagate. They didn't come up with, and Pizzagate was the name of it, but they now say the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. He was engaging in the Pizzagate conspiracy theory as if you've committed a sin. And then because you've committed these sins, you need to be censored, fired, debanked, whatever the fuck else. It's completely nuts. It has to be reversed. We have to reverse this. We have to do the complete opposite. I would even go as far as to say, and you know, I don't know how it's going to work, but perhaps our side should do the same to them. 
come up with their shit. Just demonize and criminalize all commie bullshit. And then fucking destroy them over it. Now, you need power to do that. You need institutional power. We don't really have that right now. So I guess, you know, that's the first thing you would have to do. It's not the easiest thing to, to get a hold of. But um, it's just ridiculous. All this video is about is a guy that they don't like said some things that they disagree with. That's all it is. Elon Musk didn't break a law. He didn't do anything wrong. You can disagree with what he said. You could say he was being too broad about the Jews. I don't care. Whatever your disagreement or agreement is, doesn't matter. You're allowed to agree on things, and you're allowed to disagree on things. This is fucking America. It's a free country. You can criticize who you want. You should be able to at least criticize who you want. Uh, you can't really criticize who you want, but you should be free to if it was actually a free country. Um, but yeah, that's all it is. The demonization and dehumanization of political opponents and acting as if they're simple disagreement is a crime. That's all it is. And that they, have, they should have, <coughs> excuse me, everything taken away from them if they don't obey us. That's really what they're doing. And they're very good at it. They really are. And they control a lot of people this way. And then what they do is they get advertisers. They get into the ear of advertisers and the advertisers and the corporations. They do what they want. That's a lot of power. So uh, it's, it seems like we're in a situation we have to adapt or die, meaning that we have to, and we've, we've kind of done this. That's the beauty of it. And we haven't done it in the homosexual faggy way where you have like Jonathan Greenblatt, you know, Rabbi Nosferatu, getting into the ear of a corporation. No, no, we've done it the good way, the righteous way, which is we've just somehow not it's wild how it worked, but we just, we're like, we're not buying that product anymore. Go fuck yourself. You know, Target, they do this pedophile shit uh, during Pride Month. Uh, this ridiculous uh, shit targeted to children. And uh, people were like, all right, we're not doing it. That's enough. And they lost a ton of money. So, so there's power in that. Uh, that's a much better way to go about it than the way they do it. With that said, though, uh, I'm at a point where I think that um, certainly I wouldn't do it exactly how they're doing it, but if there is a way to get the ear of corporations to crush commies, I, I would support that. Because if you don't, they're going to crush you. That's the thing. I don't think we're in a scenario where it's going to go back to how it was, where it's live and let live. I don't think that's practical, and I don't think that's the I don't think that's the reality. I think the reality is the commies have to be crushed. They have to be fully politically marginalized. And they have to not be able to have any influence in any part of society. Because um, if you don't do that, then they're just going to keep doing this, no matter what. They're never, they're, they, they'll never stop. They'll never stop trying to slit your throat. So it's really, it's an unfortunate situation. But that ultimately seems to be um, what the score is. And that's unfortunate. I wish that wasn't the case, but it is what it is. Starting a Pizzagate just the other day, the conspiracy theory that there is a uh, hidden sex traffic, child sex trafficking ring under the uh, in the base in the in the non-existent basement of a pizza place in D.C. that a lot of politicians go to because but of its again, location. That was a part of Pizzagate. Some of that turned out to not be true as far as a basement explicitly under Comet Ping Pong. However. Another part of Pizzagate are the tunnels underneath Washington, D.C. That was another thing that they said, oh, that doesn't exist. That's a conspiracy theory. Until one day, out of the blue, very bizarrely, 
the FBI did a document dump. And the FBI, in their document dump, revealed, I think, two things that I recall. This was a few years ago. Um, number one, that that whole thing about the school and the teachers bringing the kids into the tunnels under the school to uh, sexually abuse them and do satanic rituals. Oh, that's actually true. Okay, that's the one thing that they revealed. The big thing that was said to be a conspiracy theory, they actually found tunnels under the school and they actually found um, uh, animal remains for some, I don't know what kind of rituals they were doing, but they found that and they admitted it. Isn't that amazing? And then the other thing that it revealed is, yeah, there are tunnels uh, in DC. Oh, okay, well, that's, uh, that's good to know. But no, it's a conspiracy theory. None of it's happening. Okay, all right, that's a hell of a thing. Um, and the whole conspiracy came from an insane 4chan-esque reading of the leaked uh, Hillary Clinton server e emails. Uh, like, that's the, the entire basis for that conspiracy no, theory. That is not the entire basis. And he was sharing it along with yeah. other fake things surrounding it, like this uh, ABC News journalist who was arrested for, uh, I believe it was, he had a, a, chi a child sex abuse images on his computer. Again, Again people- He is not the only person, I'll give you that guy, there have been people that claimed that Pizzagate was debunked uh, uh, publicly, who then later were busted for CP or kid fucking. That's not a coincidence. Terrible people do those things, not related at all to this non-existent conspiracy theory. Non-existent. Child trafficking is non-existent. But then they tried to connect that by, uh, right-winger or conspiracy theorists tried to connect that by making a fake New York Post headline claiming that that ABC News journalist who was arrested for having those uh, photos was actually the debunker of Pizzagate, when in reality the guy never even covered Pizzagate. Um, but Elon had shared a Pizzagate meme. Oh, he shared a meme. Oh, what a sin. He shared a meme. Boo-hoo. And when was asked about what the context was for promoting Pizzagate, he shared that story that oh. has nothing to do with Pizzagate because he's... Sharing he unauthorized memes? Saw that fake headline. Like, just to give you an idea of, like, this is not a one-off from him. It's something he consistently oh, does. Consistent disobedience. It's yeah, and, and they are such hall monitors. Got no problem doing it. It's funny, it. right? Uh, it, it, it's it's clearly his ideology, and even when he restates it here, he treats Jewish people as a monolith and is like essentially scolding Jewish activists like Jewish Voice for Peace. I think who he's referring to at least, or he's definitely referring to the ADL because he definitely the, saw the ADL the has been not getting criticism. Wait, wait, I know, but, but, but that's but, probably who he. But, but again, but, but, but that's, that, that, again, sorry, that's the sorry, thing. Like, have, that's the that's thing. The, you can't offer an example because it's not. There, there is no. Because yeah. none of this is happening. There's nothing going on with Jewish groups and immigrant or migrants. That's not going on. There's nothing going on there. Orkin didn't yeah, follow. There was nothing about that with the caravans. <laughs> that was happening. Up. Because Sorkin didn't do a shit besides saying, I wonder what's going on in your brain. Like, I, I, I do appreciate that. But honestly, like when Elon decided to sit on a stage for that long, he was going to get enough rope. So when Elon says, yeah, actually, what I meant was Jews funded all these Hamas protests. 
the interviewer needs to say, "Hey, be specific." I hear you on that. Like, like what? I, do you, like because. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hear you on no, that. No, I, I hear, hear you, you for sure. That. Right. No, that's yeah. absolutely. Like, he doesn't have an example. What? Name a single Jewish organization that he's using as, you know, that he's claiming does this. I think you're a little whore there just named one. Who gives money funding to a organization that's out there specifically promoting Hamas. It's right. not, it's, it's, there, there is no example. Yep. Yeah. Not happening at all. Like, there. like there's about three leaps in that <laughs> right right because there hasn't even been uh, protests supporting hamas across the country yeah guys no one supports hamas there hasn't been any support of hamas across the country oh how honest like he's right. human gonorrhea matt bender so honest He's using the example of maybe like uh, two speakers at two different events who oh, said something so that, that was, was two speakers. Gotcha. Construed that way or was that way. And that's his example of every yeah. single protest that's happened all over the world every single day since October. When they were saying gas the Jews, obviously those people were against Hamas. That makes sense logically. October 7th, uh, trying to stop what's going on, the innocent, uh, the deaths of innocent civilians in Gaza. He is without a doubt labeling all of those daily protests around the world as being pro-Hamas. I'm sure he's in- Some of the people are pro-Hamas, that's a fact. Not all of them, but some of them that same group that views Greta Thunberg as a terrorist supporter because she's out there saying yeah. no climate justice uh, in occupied uh, territory. Just to uh, connect the dots here, he's almost certainly referring to George Soros, who uh, gave money to uh, Hungary. That yeah, this, um, gave money to uh, Open Society Foundations, gave money to, uh, let's see, about the Titus Center, a center left-wing uh, or left-wing advocacy group. Uh, and for example, this is the example they give. For example, Tides, their Tides donated uh, to the Adela Justice Project in Illinois. Adela posted on October 7th, the day after the massacre, a picture of a bulldozer ripping through Israel's Gaza security fence with the caption, Israeli colonizers believe they could indefinitely trap two million people in an open-air prison. No cage going challenges. Now, just to, just to respond to that, um, had there not been any... Uh, massacre of civilians and had the uh, uh, attack been confined to IDF uh, occupation forces and and police then I'm sorry like I would have had the same reaction to that the, those bulldozers which oh so if it was a completely different thing so he's doing the uh, Sam Harris thing that well you know if COVID was airborne Ebola and if it killed if it had a 90% kill rate then I would have been right yeah, if the scenario was completely different, uh, you would have been right. Amazing. Amazing reasoning. As the thing they're taking offense to, that is an open-air prison, and it was broken out of by people confined in there. Now, the violence afterwards is uh, lamentable and condemnable. Uh, now, where you ultimately put the blame on that, I would say, like, it starts with the conditions that put people within the uh, open-air prison. Um, but, like, that's that's it. Yeah. And, and, like, I would imagine, I, I followed up, but I imagine they're not saying, like, Adela Justice Pro Project has uh, probably walked that back. Otherwise, I think this article would probably name... Some more uh, 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 subsequent. So it is happening. <laughs> 
to find out the full, uh, which I, we still don't entirely know, but the full horror of October 7th. Yeah, I mean, Elon Musk is a prime example of um, how anti-Semites are capitalizing on a certain, on this moment, uh, on Israel's indiscriminate bombing in Gaza that has killed at least 15,000 uh, people, including 6,000 children, as a way to redefine what anti-Semitism actually means. And in the definition that is provided by these right-wingers who are explicitly anti-Semitic in other contexts, including literally what's leading to this public meltdown by Musk, um, they are defining anti-Semitism as being against the Western white power establishment, which is a very, very scary moment or should be. You would deserve every bit of it if they successfully were able to do that. At least in my opinion, for... I don't think... By the way, I would take that. I don't think it's practical. Meaning, this is what I mean. Somehow, by some ridiculous way, anti-Semitism got defined as like anything the communists want and that you could just completely marginalize the commies via the anti-Semitism route. That I would laugh my ass off. The problem is I don't think that's possible. I think that's literally impossible. I don't think that's how it works. I would be very surprised if that's if that happened. So she's completely off her rocker. Um, what you have like right-wing Jews and left-wing Jews, and there is this weird like it seems like Elon Musk and Greenblatt did kind of make a deal. You know, it's interesting. Elon Musk. It kind of reminds me of Trump with uh, Kim Jong Un, right? Now, this, it might not hold. It might not hold. Because uh, Greenblatt is a psycho. But Elon Musk was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to sue. I'm suing this motherfucker. And then suddenly there was a... Um, there was a, uh, uh, a... Like a lull. And it seemed like they kind of talked and hashed it out. And the agreement was to crack down on the left-wing, quote-unquote, anti-Semites. And then there was no more talk of the uh, of the lawsuit. Now, the, when he talked about the lawsuit for Media Matters, he actually followed through on that one. So if he followed through on the Media Matters one, but he didn't follow through on the ADL one, and Greenblatt had many opportunities to hammer Elon Musk on a bunch of shit, and he didn't. It was more Media Matters doing it. Instead... Uh, Rabbi Nosferatu praised Elon Musk for cracking down on the from the river to the sea shit. So it looks like they might have negotiated an agreement. Now, this is the problem. Rabbi Nosferatu is insatiable. So he's probably within a month going to like Oive again. I cannot imagine you would ever keep that motherfucker at bay. I don't think he would accept any sort of deal long term. But you never know. I, I, I would be stunned. But that would be funny if it was true what, what she was saying. I would laugh my ass off. But I don't think that's possible. I do not think that uh, they, they, would, they would accept that deal. Uh, and then here's the problem. Let's say you did that and you did make headway in marginalizing the commies through the anti-Semitism thing. You know that culture is going to be turned right around against you. I mean, you might get a, a reprieve for a little bit of time. But then eventually, I mean, it's just never it's an it's an insatiable, never ending thing. Anti-Semitism. It has to exist. It must exist. It's one of the most powerful cudgels in the history of the world. No one is giving that one up. 
No one. That is probably the true. What was that movie? The Lord of the Rings, Sauron, the Ring of Sauron. That might be the true Ring of Sauron. Saruman. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. You know, you, you can't really. You shouldn't. If you have an opportunity to throw it in the volcano, you got to. You can't use it because eventually it'll eat you up. I do think that's true. You got to throw that shit in the volcano. But uh, you just. Uh, I don't think there's a volcano any coming anytime soon. For uh, continued efforts to combat anti-Semitism, um, it plays right into the Netanyahu government's. Right. She uh, just wants anti-Semitism to be used as a weapon against you, and they want to be able to do whatever they want. Aims, which are the continued linking of Jewish people internationally in the Jewish diaspora as a uh, to Israel's crimes as a way to. Um, I would say, use Jews internationally as human shields for their crimes, <laughs> to borrow their own phrase. Uh, and and you can, he's a prime example of this, Elon Musk. Uh, one of the biggest racists and most prominent anti-Semites, <laughs> arguably. Really? Elon Musk is one of the biggest racists and prominent anti-Semites? What make, what's the difference between an anti-Semite and a prominent anti-Semite? What's a, what's a prominent an, anti-Semite? Ridiculous. Right now in the world, given how public-facing he is. And so she's mid, right? I think that's the term, mid. She's mid. So, so w w she's one of the most prominent mids out there. Is that how this works? I don't understand. How much money he has and how much power he has. So um, if you want to understand that, uh, that that tension right now and the exploitation of Jewish pain for the aims of like a white Western establishment, uh, look no further than a... Yeah, right-wing Jews aren't the only ones that do that, though. Apartheid apologist Elon Musk. Also, you know, I think... Um, uh, everything you said, obviously, is great. Uh, but one thing I wanted to add is I'm looking at his, his tweet again. The, the explicit claim that he was agreeing to wasn't that Jewish people are helping or funding groups or, that are anti-Jewish or anti-Jew. The specific claim he was agreeing with, which he completely ignores during the, his, his talk, that panel with Andrew Ross Arkin, the specific uh, 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 claim he was agreeing to was that Jewish people are funding the destruction of white people. <laughs> yes, some are. Some are. Some aren't. Simple. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is a whole separate thing. thing than what he, yeah. Um, so, I mean, his, his whole argument from the, his whole explanation to begin with is complete bullshit. All right. Now, what do we have here? We'll end on some bald fuck face here. We did that one, I think. Republican congressman issues direct threat to special prosecutor. Yeah. In an interview on Newsmax this week, Republican Representative Clay Higgins from Louisiana issued what is essentially a direct threat <laughs> to Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. I love it. Now, before I'm going to call for him to be jailed, I read you what Clay Higgins said. Let me give you a little context. Uh, this week, it's been out there in the news because media outlets have tried to get it re uh, unredacted. But uh, it, back in the news again is Jack Smith's request from early this year, back in January, uh, the subpoena he sent to Twitter 
to get Donald Trump's, you know, Twitter files, essentially, let's call it that. Uh, and it's back in the news this week because media outlets said, hey, we want all that too. They'll make it public record, unredact everything. And the court's like, no, we're, we're absolutely not going to do that. Jack Smith has what he has because it's part of his investigation. We're not going to give it to the media. Yeah, you know, th this is still private. So yeah, was, you're on a list now. We're all on a list. We're at least, I think everyone, well, I, actually, no, no, no. Let me, let, I, it's not everyone because not everyone listening is uh, on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, so there's, there is a criteria. I don't want to be hyperbolic. It's not everyone. But the criteria is getting ever more easy to end up on a government list. So this is at least the first list that I know I'm on, okay? I could be on other lists, but I know for a fact, based on the criteria, that I'm on this list. And so what do you do to get on this list? Follow Donald Trump on Twitter. That's it. That's it. You're on a list if you followed, retweeted, or liked a post from Donald Trump. That's it. That's what gets you on the list. So I'm obviously on that list. I've been following Trump on Twitter for a long time. Um... And so, uh, and there's a lot of, I don't, I don't think it's everyone watching this show, but it's probably a decent amount of people. So yeah, welcome to the government list. Uh, who knows what the hell they're going to do with that. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's completely crazy. Back in the news for that, Clay Higgins was responding to that. And here is what he said of Jack Smith. So I'll just say that his days are numbered. And American patriots are not going to stand idly by, good sir, and allow our republic to dissolve. We are prepared to fight, legally and peacefully, and within the parameters of the Constitution, with every ounce of our might and focus. Okay, testicle, literal testicle. Um, this is 100% protected. He clearly is saying that uh, his days are numbered and and he's going to remove him through a legal and peaceful process. So there is nothing at, at all illegal about this. This is completely righteous. Your days are numbered, which it's not clear if Mr. Higgins is saying, hey, your days as a special prosecutor are numbered, your days with the DOJ are numbered, or if he's suggesting that your days as a living, breathing human being or numbered. He didn't specify. So obviously we can't jump to any conclusions with that. You will. We just know that according to Clay Higgins in one aspect of his life, Jack Smith's days are somehow numbered according to what Mr. Higgins said. He then say that we patriotic Americans, of course, referring to the MAGA cultists, we're prepared to fight. But then he immediately says legally and peacefully, right? You know, within the parameters of the constitution, nobody's going to do anything yeah. legally, humanely, and politically. That's what I say all the time. Bad, but we're going to fight. We're not going to sit idly by. So he covered his bases, right? Made sure that it was clear that he was not calling for violence, just fighting legally and fighting peacefully which fighting peacefully might be the biggest oxymoron I've ever heard in my life. Like we're fighting peacefully. Way do you see peaceful yeeting, Farron? Way do you see that? Hmm. Okay. So what Clay Higgins has done here is he's tried to absolve himself of any kind of liability. If something were to happen from Jack Smith as a result of his comments, he can go back and say, listen, I said we fight peacefully and legally, 
meaning, hey, we'll take you on in the court system. I don't know why these people got crazy and violent, right? No, I think Clay Higgins probably knew exactly what he was doing, which is why he had to cover his bases there. Because with these MAGA cultists, as we have seen in the countless death threats that they have Bullshit. sent to Judge Angeron, totally made up, his clerk, Judge Tanya Chutkin, Fonnie Willis. None of those, a couple have been substantiated. I would argue most of them are probably uh, are of the same, uh, are as real as the ones they send to the hospitals because of libs of TikToks, meaning most of them are, are probably Democrat operatives doing it. Uh, 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 Alvin Bragg, all these people have received countless death threats, right? From the MAGA freaks. Bullshit. And all it takes is for one of their leaders or somebody they admire to go after them. Jack Smith, by the way, has also received numerous death threats. And here public figures get all sorts of comments, get security. That's what you got to do. Here he is accusing if someone does something illegal, arrest them. That's simple as that. Jack Smith. But this is a tactic to silence again, to silence their political opponents and to avoid criticism of destroying our Republic and telling people we need to fight. Kind of like Trump on January 6th during a Stop the Steal rally right. where, he where he also told people to be peaceful. Told the people in that crowd, you gotta fight like hell. And then they went to the Capitol and tried to fight like hell, right? Again, liar, you're omitting the part where he told people to be peaceful. You know, Higgins was not necessarily as overt in his threat to Jack Smith, who- It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. Again, so he says his days are numbered, uh, but the MAGA freak- I hope your days are numbered. Don't need clarification. All they want to hear is fight. All they want to hear is his days are numbered because that's all it takes in their little simple-minded brains to go out there and do something horrific. Hopefully you go get another booster shot. Um, Oh, okay. So this was interesting. So first clip here is him going on Mike Papantonio's show talking about Elon Musk and then the ring of fire version. Let's see if there's a difference between the two. This week, Elon Musk appeared at so the here, New oh, York is, Times, okay, this is the uh, what is it called? Version. The deal book summit where he was asked, you know, about the advertisers leaving his website, Twitter, which is now called X for some reason. And uh, Elon Musk had a very clear message for the advertisers that are pulling out of his website. And by the way, it's a message that is probably going to absolutely dismantle that lawsuit you filed against Media Matters last week. So here is Elon Musk. How would that dismantle the lawsuit? In his own words, telling advertisers- Also, you don't have to win the lawsuit. You just gotta drain Media Matters resources. So just keep filing lawsuits. Do what do they to can go do what they're doing to Trump and Alex Jones do to themselves if they don't want to advertise on Twitter. Here he is. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I today. Stop. You hope, uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go yourself. Go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Sure, in the audience. 
There you have it. That's what you advertisers can do. You don't want to advertise on X, then go screw yourself. I'm going to keep it cleaner than he did. Go fornicate yourself because you don't want to advertise on my platform. How dare you not want to advertise with me? Forget it. I don't need you anyway. Elon Musk is effectively saying. Now I'm sure that among the little Musk fanboys that you see all over social media, those creepy little characters that view this man like a God for some reason, because they're idiots. Um, they probably loved it, right? Like, Oh, look at him sticking it to corporate America. What a cool guy. He's so edgy. He said the F word. You never hear that anywhere. Right? Yeah, no one said that. Grow up idiots. Mm. Um, the problem Musk has, as I mentioned before, is that last week he filed a lawsuit against the wonderful group media matters for America. It's a group that, uh, you know, I've used here at ring of fire for guests on the, on the radio show back That's when we had your faggot at that on the podcast, we've had great relationships with them. Oh. Uh, you know, I love media matters. I use them. <laughs> Can you imagine liking media matters as a source? Plenty of times. Can I think you imagine using them as a source? It's incredible. It's a great group. And I was oh. very unhappy to see that. Well, Musk hopefully you get locked up with them. That, that'll be great filed a lawsuit against them that I already, you know, was completely flimsy to begin with. I don't think he could have won it. And now with that comment he made, guess what? That's going to be exhibit a for the defendant. Who cares? Just drain their resources. <laughs> you can't go out there and sue a group for causing advertisers to leave your site and then immediately turn around and tell those same advertisers to go, you know, why not? Why can't you do that? He is doing that. When you said you can't, he, that's what he's doing. This is what he's doing. Sit on it and spin, basically. That's, you, you'd lost. You just lost. You wanted- It doesn't matter, just keep doing it. To be cool and hip and edgy. And by doing so, you just lost your lawsuit, bud. Who cares? Ain't nothing gonna save you now. By the way, there's multiple lawsuits now, Rumble. Oh, 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 oh they're, and they're also suing, um, Oh, it's one of these fucking whatever they call themselves. The ad, something, I don't know, something about ads, but they're suing them too. Oh. The people that went after Revolver. You may as well go ahead and drop it before uh, Media Matters. I mean, you're really a moron if you think he's going to drop it. Decides to hit you with a slap suit because that's probably what's going to happen at this point. You blew up your own lawsuit bullshit you 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 think that you're first of all that you think elon musk w would watch your show <laughs> and then you're gonna do like a reverse psychology trick on him <laughs> that's hilarious for what to get your name back in the headlines for another day no i hope it's to drain their resources and shut them down to come across. And hopefully Trump gets into office and then the, uh, starts arresting media matters type people. Says, you know, this edgy business owner for your little. F I don't expect that to happen, but you know, one can hope. Fanboys on Twitter. I hope it's worth it. I really hope it's worth it, Elon. It depends how much damage is done. If a lot of damage is done to media matters, it's absolutely worth it. Because that move right there, and you could see it in the interviewer's face. That's going to cost you big time, <laughs> not just in the lawsuit, but with Twitter as a whole. I'll take that bet all day. You killed the brand. No, he didn't. 
The brand is fine. That's how toxic you are. Yeah, okay. Ring of... All right. Now, let's see what happens when he goes on to Mike Papantonio's show. Elon Musk, formerly known as Twitter, has filed a lawsuit against Media Matters over a report that the group put out uh, claimed that advertisers were having their ads show up next to anti-Semitic content. Musk claims the Media Matters manipulated the algorithms. We've seen them do it before. We see everybody do that. This is an interesting lawsuit. Let me just tell you something. He, if what he's saying here, if the allegations are correct, he could put Media Matters out of business. Now, the only saving grace... Now, now, let's see what Farron does here, because Farron obviously, in the previous video, has the opposite uh, opinion. ...in this is what you found and what I found. We're good, we'll, if, 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 if Media Matters wants to win this lawsuit, this kills it, doesn't it? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, you know, you've got Elon Musk that has also said, yeah, you know, basically, eh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's not exactly the kind of thing you want to do to no. bolster your point here. No. But, you know, to, to me, I think one of the biggest things is that they're they're making this claim that Media Matters has manipulated this or that it's showing up because they only follow the bad people. So obviously mm. the ads will show up there. But that doesn't change the fact that the ads showed up there. Yeah. What Media Matters showed, as far as I can tell, was not false, right? They have not doctored these images, but if these ads from these individuals do in fact show up uh, next to these neo-Nazis account, because you know they're all over social media on every account. Yeah. You're gonna find your neo-Nazis, yeah. your racists, yeah, whatever. But the way the ads now work on Twitter it does put them there if that's what you follow. Yeah, so I, I, let me just speak as a lawyer, okay? If yeah. I have this fact situation and I find that there's 30 accounts and they've taken those 30 accounts and bundled them up to make it look like this is a broad, expansive effort on Musk's, on, on his part to, to promote anti-Semitism and they find out, they can show, well, we, there were decisions. They're called depositions when you start asking these questions. And you start asking those questions, well, were you told to take this and move it over here? Were you told to take these 30 and bunch them up and put them all collectively together? That's a problem. Here's the issue, though. Even with that, if Elon Musk, uh, there it was a tweet that went out. It says that Jews promoted hatred against whites. That was one of the, the tweets, apparently. And the response was from him, you've, you, you've said the actual truth. That, that's kind of a deal killer where it comes to his aggressive attack on Media Matters. What? But that has nothing to do with the lawsuit. The lawsuit is not about what he said after, uh, after Media Matters put their thing out. But if that, if, if, I can see this case being won. That's all I'm trying to tell you. If, if, once, if the depositions go right and, and it's found that this organization set out to discredit Elon Musk and this discredit Twitter by gaming the system. It's a tough go, but that statement by Elon Musk, I think it's it's a killer. Well, see, I I think it's a little you know obviously a million bajillion times more about law than I do, clearly. I I think it's a little flimsy, but I agree with you that they have a good chance of winning and that's due to venue. Texas. So so it's not a bad lawsuit. You think Musk has a good chance of winning. Isn't that interesting? Okay, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's, 
Good point. That, that, Good that point. is a huge thing working against yeah. Media Matters on yeah. this. So, and you have the Texas uh, Attorney General, Ken Paxton, has now you know, said, we're going to launch an investigation. Yeah. So you're already creating this public perception in Texas that this group has right, done something right. wrong well, and, and you get your jury you get your Republican judge well you've got a Republican you've got a public appeals court that you know a consumer doesn't have a chance there they would love to get a case like this yeah you see so and no that's that is a really good point because if you look at it the the headquarters is uh, headquarters is Cal one is California and I'm trying to think of where else, Nevada. Yeah, San Francisco and Nevada are two other headquarters. But they did some forum shopping, and they said, where could we make the best case? A, a, a jury in Texas could really put these folks out of business. But oh, that would be fantastic. I don't know how you get around Elon Musk saying, yeah, I kind of agree with the, the idea. It, it's, his, it's his agreement. Yeah. That Jews hate white people. I, I mean, but it, that's not, retard, that's not what he said. Now you're completely changing what Elon Musk said. It got so bad to the point he actually just had to travel over to there. To Israel. Yeah to, yeah, to try to act, you know, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm such a friendly yeah. guy. But yeah. the, the venue to me, it's, to me it's a lot, honestly, when you look at venues, I, I talk about a lot, the Trump documents case. Yes. That's, that's a slam dunk case. Yes. Yes. But because of where you are, you're yeah. not, you're not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. and then the other side of it is he can't, I mean, you know, the, the state and prosecutors can't lose in New York. They can't exactly. lose in Washington, D.C. So. The venue shopping is a big part of this. I'm glad you pointed that out. All right. So, yeah, once again, uh, Farron Cousins going on uh, America's lawyer and having the complete opposite position. Amazing. Silky Johnson says, I think if I debated the California faggot, all of my arguments would revolve around how his state has insanely pro-pedophile policies and the crime is definitely constantly name drop the pedo faggot wiener and read the pedo laws password for word. Yeah, I would definitely go hard on that if I was debating Gavin Newsom. Absolutely. Big Chris says, they act like we're talking about Bigfoot or ghosts. Yeah, Cenk Uger once put Bigfoot in the same category as child trafficking. That was wild. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, since all of these leftist men commentators, men in quotes, seem to be closeted, rabid homosexuals, do you think their mouths water like a fat hog at an all-you-can-eat buffet when they think about cock? They scream about pro-LGBT shit, yet deny what they truly are. Uh... I mean, he just, it, it really seems like Kalinsky can't go a video without describing different methods of cock consumption. It's very odd. It's very odd. Big Chris says, do these retards understand the colossal number a billion is and exactly how many of those numbers Elon has? He's in a totally different world than these morons. Yeah, I think he can run it at a loss. I think he can easily run it at a loss. So, uh, yeah, it's just um, it's completely ridiculous that they, uh, that they think there's no chance that he could be successful. 2Supernova1 says, Hall monitors is an apt description for the Sam Cedar crowd. They freak out over mean words that aren't even directed at them. They probably tattled to the teacher in their childhoods. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Their whole channel is just hall monitoring what people say. It's fucking crazy. 
Burst says, HBI emailed you the 6x9 formatted Soft Gentleman book. Thank you. Appreciate that. Also made of the version with covers. If you reply, I'll send you a link to it. And I'm almost done writing a hard bastard glossary called Hard Words. Keep an eye out for a draft and email. All right. Yeah, I did see the email. I will, uh, I will. Uh, so, yeah. So, if uh, when I respond back, you send the link. Okay, no problem. Then I'll forward that to uh, Show Sagino. That sounds good. Thank you, D Burst. Appreciate that. All right, very good. That is the end of the stream. Next stream is Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent uh, Super Chats uh, Streamlabs. I appreciate that. You can get an archive on Rumble. Rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com or you can go to Twitter, at Live HNN. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys Tuesday. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.